0: everyone, welcome to Cinema Hangover, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Taylor, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Oliver and Shannon.
1: What up? Hello!
0: Alright, so, first things first, what are we drinking today? Ugh. Goddamn, that was a lot of effort to yeah, know
2: that we uh, We're drinking <laughs> the Dead Guy IPA by Rogue Brewing.
0: Wait, is it <laughs> Dead Guy? Oh, it is Dead it Guy. Is it's guy. I dead dead man. Guy. No,
2: it's Dead Guy. Oh, dead okay. Guy, for a second, dead. I thought it was like
0: Dead Man's like, IPA, but no, it's Dead Guy.
1: Same thing, right? It's <laughs> oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> your first beer, Oliver? <laughs> I remember my first beer. Well, we're drinking this because it kind of goes hand in hand with the movie that we're watching. Oh, yeah. And we are watching a new movie that came out called Bones and All. Mm-hmm. And it is about a girl named Marion who is played by Taylor Russell. And her father abandoned her, so she's like on this journey to go and find her mom who left while she was when she was a child. Mm-hmm. And during this journey, she meets the love of her life, who is played by Timothy Chalmay and his name is Lee in the movie. Lee, and they're cannibals. <laughs> yeah,
3: straight up. Yep. yep. Like Spoiler
1: alert:
2: They are yes, cannibals. I don't even think it's a- it's a yeah, spoiler. No, I that not, like, that that's probably real, what the movie's they are, about. They but are, yeah. They're cannibals. Yeah. They're straight they, up cannibals. So they find each other on this road trip across America. Yep. And they eat people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They are <laughs> what they would call eaters.
2: Are, was it eaters? Yeah, it was, it was eaters. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was
0: eaters. So what's funny about this is that what I found, one of the most immediate things I recognized in the film, was that they highlighted this whole aspect of being eaters and stuff as being... I was curious, like, how are they going to go about this? Is it a supernatural thing? Is this, like, a weird genetic thing? Is this, like, a cursed thing? Whatever the case may be. And they basically took the soft magic approach where it's like, okay, it's all, like, there's no hardcore, like, stuff of, like, what's going on, as in hard rule sets of, oh, this is what it is. This is really first-person account of discovering this from the perspective of the cursed being. Yeah.
2: But so- it didn't
1: really give, like, a whole lot of information on, like, why they... Exists
2: exactly, but but I mean, okay. Background. I don't. I didn't want to like dive immediately into this.
1: I want to. No, no, no. <laughs>
2: no I mean, like, um, I like watching the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it became pretty clear to me, and I was I I was really excited to take this to the table because I wanted to see your thoughts. Oh, it okay. became it became like uber clear to me right away that this was not. It was not about cannibalism. It was definitely like a metaphor for something else. Like, oh it was, yeah, it's definitely about mm-hmm. like being your true self, being comfortable in your skin. um, But also I feel, I almost felt like it was a metaphor for like addiction in general. Um, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can dive into that deeper later. I I don't, I don't know what, what point with this bizarre movie to dive into that. But I guess kind of what, I guess where I was going to go with that is that I don't know that it needed to explain it because I don't think that people that are, different in like society necessarily think that they're different in that same way. Yeah, But you're and, like, literally
1: making a movie about cannibals. Right. I mean, I guess that there is like a the first deeper pers- meaning and it's a yeah, I'm, metaphor it's, it's, for something. In, that in, I, yes. In, in no right. way
2: my I, in no way am I validating eating people, but right. they, <laughs> but I think, I think that the way that they appro- approach it is that this is a taboo thing right. in society and we can't help it. Like this okay, is how so we is are. It, is it like, I saw. I saw. I don't know.
1: I guess like, are they just like normal people that are cannibals, or are they just like, like vampire type? Are you people? talking about in the context no, of just, the movie?
2: In the context yeah. of the movie, I think that they're just normal. They're normal people Actually, that.
1: Well. It, <clears throat> but they're not.
0: Then okay, so they like in many
1: aspects. It they it kind are, of like, regular like
0: people, but they have a legitimate urge that they have.
1: Like to it almost feed on like people. it almost has like, like an approach that's like, kind of vamp. Vampire-ish. No, it's not is vamp- she? Vamp- is she it's not vamp- Vampiric. No, it's not. But it's like, in in vampire movies, right. they have the whole thing where they can smell, like smell right. certain right. things, and they have like urges to do certain things. And so, in that regard, they are kind of like a little vampire-ish. Right. There's like a,
0: some level of. Super it's not sensory just like a cannibal. That, it's not exactly supernatural, but it's teetering on the edge of like superhuman aspect. But it's literally just with sensory stuff. Nothing that gives you extra. The only,
2: I mean, the only thing that they could, like, I guess, sense that other people couldn't was other eaters.
0: That and also they had a heightened sense when it came down like to being able to detect people's, you know. Yeah, the
2: but blood they also, but it's, but they like also learned blood. that it was also learned. Like he, yeah.
1: But you think you can learn to smell somebody from miles away? I think well, that's okay. Li- li- they had a
2: predisposition in order to be able to do so. I, I, she she couldn't at first okay
3: we're so <laughs> off topic we're so it's straight into it yeah I mean
2: so her father abandons her mm-hmm. um, and she is trying to go find her mother because she has her birth certificate right right um, and she encounters this man that can smell her at the bus station his oh, name yeah. is Sully yeah Sully so. um, and he's played by Mark Rylance mm-hmm. and uh, there's a he takes her back. He's an old, older man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, much older than her. She's yeah. eighteen, and he's much, like much older—sixty, like, probably sixties. Yeah. 60s. yeah. yeah. Um, and so he takes her back to what you think is his house. And I knew by
0: the way it was like, uh, no, this, this is sketch.
2: So yeah. I'm and so <laughs> he he then like he then tells her to she's going to go upstairs or something. I think she's going to shower, or change, or something like that. And as she starts to go upstairs, she smells something, and she's like, uh, "There's a dead person up there, isn't there?" And he says why you smell some more like tell me what you're smelling and he kind of walks her through what she's smelling right she doesn't necessarily smell like here here's my i guess my counter argument is that i think that if you if you were so inclined and that is what you were hungry for you'd probably pick up a smell you'd probably be able to smell that greater than other people and he like kind of walks her through that like he walks her through what she's smelling it's not a dead person when someone's about to die they smell different like
3: Right And it's,
2: I don't, yes, I think it is heightened in the movie, like I do, but I don't necessarily think that they were like superhuman, except that they could smell other eaters. Well,
0: I thought the whole idea is that by, I I think of it from my own perspective, it's like a genetic thing, because it seems to be passed down from like the parent to the child type of deal. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, yeah, that was the one thing, yeah,
2: that was the one thing that seemed, uh, that was one thing that seemed clear is it was genetics. Right.
0: And if you have this predisposition to be an eater, then a you have the compulsion to eat people. B you have this urge and like heavy desire to do so. And if you don't address it, it gets worse, and you you will your so, behavior will change as okay. a result.
1: But let's and talk it, about the fact that sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just going back to the <laughs> if it's super human strength or whatnot. It's
2: not strength.
1: Well, like, like the nature which, of it, like it that's then that's what I'm about to say. The like, strength of her
2: smell is. What listen
1: you mean? to me. Are you ready? When she was three years old, that was the first time she did it, and her right. dad talks about how like she he walked in and the babysitter was just completely mutilated.
2: I think no, a so normal three year old
1: no, would not do that. Actually, no, so
2: what he what he says is that uh she had she must have fallen asleep with you, and that you like she had gnawed at her neck, and that's why she had died.
0: Wait, I thought the whole idea was that she had like. I thought that she was like carrying her and then the first attack was like attack
3: but I'm but I'm
2: saying it's better. not it wasn't like superhuman strength it sounds right. like what he was describing is that she bit she being Mar- Marin Marin? Yeah. Marin Marin bit the babysitter's neck causing her to bleed out and that's just what, and yeah, like, was instant death yeah it was not like she <clears> just like bit her and her head blew up it was like she like <laughs> she she happened to be like carrying her and bit
0: her neck and bl- like bled out. I don't know why mm-hmm. the idea of like if you're like biting someone's neck and automatically him blows up like well, I think, I think, Shannon, I, I, think
2: I, like... I think Shannon pictures it like the rabbit from from the Holy Grail where it's like <laughs> the baby's like flying 20 feet across the ground and lobbing people's heads off. I don't think that's what it was. I works.
1: mean yeah that's kind of what I pictured. No. Like, was, what? No I was picturing like a little baby just like wrapped around the head. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so because, because the
2: way, no, because the way that the dad even described it was that she was like on the ground covered in blood and and was sucking on the ear
0: of the babysitter. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, she fell asleep. She put herself to sleep.
0: Oh, then like, but anyway.
2: Okay, whatever. She was asleep in, yeah, and covered in blood and.
0: So that was one of the things that in terms of like the film itself, uh, you know, going back to the start of it where, you know, the father, you know, abandons, the kid and he's like oh little
2: shit basically he had been taking care of her for the past 18 years right. and now that she was 18 he just couldn't really do it anymore right, he leaves her her birth certificate some money and a recording of him kind of walking her through all of her kill like everything he knows about her right i don't even want to say it's like her illness but her her condition maybe yeah, yeah a better way to put and it
0: it's fascinating because you're going through this backstory with the character uh and you're trying to uncover alongside her throughout the course of this movie. Okay, what is this condition? Why is this happening? And I think the biggest thing of why she's trying to find her mother is just to get more insight about her own history and where this is all coming from. Yeah. And as she describes early on in the film, she doesn't remember all the instances in which this happens. And by listening to these recordings, it's like a flat, like a series of like re- recollection of like, okay, these things did happen. Oh shit, what am I? And I think, the, and
2: I think the difference <laughs> from. So I think the difference between her and, uh, like, or them and vampires is that they eat other food. Like, she had only attacked, a, she had only attacked, a, a, I mean, it's still horrible, but, like, had only attacked, like, a handful of people in the past 18 years. Yeah. Right. And, and they, there's many scenes in the movie, actually most scenes in the movie, they're eating, like, cereal, or reading bacon. don't they do that in whatever. other
1: vampire movies. Yeah, yeah like I mean vampire movies
2: they Yeah, but they're not bacon. pretty they're, <clears throat>
1: sure the Collins still ate normal. I knew food. you were going to mention Twilight. I don't know why. I just knew <laughs>
2: that Yeah, but the Collins food. also <laughs> fucking glittered in the sun, so
1: Okay, well Different. Yeah. I don't know.
2: but the only the only inclination that you get that they like need to continue eating is that Sully tells her yeah. as she gets older, she will right. she'll need it more. And I this was the first instance where I thought that maybe it was a metaphor for addiction because he talks about like how once you start to do it more, you won't be able to stop doing it. You'll have to continue doing it. It gets worse right. like, as you do it more.
0: Like the and idea yeah. of like it's already a part of you and you were pressing it is going to cause it to intensify in terms of urges and the need to do
2: it. Yeah. And, and there's also an, so I I heard that part of it. And then later on in the movie when she is with Lee, they encounter two other guys mm-hmm. um oh, and, the, yeah, and that, and that really is, weird yeah weird. so they're really they're really weird um they encounter these two guys because they they show up and they're like oh i could smell you i knew you were another eater
0: right
2: and they show up to them um and, and they're sitting around the campfire drinking beer and getting drunk and there's something kind of weird about them mm-hmm. um and they just and he describes he's looking at lee this this guy that they meet he's looking at lee and he's like oh you're a junkie like right. you're a junkie describing him as like yeah a junkie for for it for, like, eating. Right,
1: right. But this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about, the fact that they are not just normal humans. Well, like, he, they're not... Like, there is something, like, so, different man. about it because yeah. when they meet these two guys, <coughs> one of them is an eater and one of them isn't.
2: Well, but... Yes, but that other guy is tagging along with the eater.
1: Yeah. So, basically... So he's and he's, like, and they're not, trying they're not, they're not, to be... It, again, like I, think, I think
2: you could chalk it up... I think if you wanted to, you could chalk it up to... Not maybe not superpowers, but they've honed their abilities because what he says is, um, they they encounter them because uh, they were all this watering hole, and he said, "Oh, I smelled you, I, you like, or I was downwind from you." Is the way that he described it. Mm-hmm. I was downwind from you, and I smelled you, and I knew you were another eater, and then I <clears throat> followed you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So like, you could make the argument that again, if you are like honing this ability to pick out. Diff- people that smell differently or whatever mm-hmm. out of a crowd that now when you're this guy's probably 40 that you mm-hmm. can hone that and pick someone out of a crowd that's right all I'm saying yeah. I guess I love um, I love garlic mm-hmm. I can pick out garlic if I'm passing by a restaurant where if someone had never smelled right. garlic before right. they probably couldn't I, that that's the only thing and I'm I think it yeah. tries to play I think it tries to play where it could be not supernatural. I think right. it kind it's, of tries to ride the line of being that this is a condition that you can't quite escape, although I think Well, yeah, yeah I don't think
1: it's trying to be like a straight-up vampire, just no, something no. Like, no, that. Like, like that. that no, like, but I don't think that they're to level. But what I'm
2: saying yeah. is I think that they, they give enough expl or they try to give enough explanation to, to allude to the fact that maybe it's not supernatural, but instead it's like as they crave it more and do it more, they hone their yeah. abilities. Yeah. There,
0: there is a very soft element of, like, it could easily have teeter into supernatural, but they really tone that shit down. Yeah. It's like, it's just the basic.
2: As crazy basic as, the, I, I do think, like, <laughs> as crazy as the story is, especially if you haven't seen this movie, and I'd imagine that most people listening to this probably haven't no, seen it. Exactly. it was pretty, a pretty new. Pretty, it just it
1: came out on Blu-ray.
2: Yeah, it just came out in a, in a smaller movie for sure. Like, it came into theaters and was out of theaters pretty quick.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but, I think if you just hear it or read it, you know, Cannibal movie, like Cannibal Lovers <laughs> road trip movie, you would f- picture this kind of like I, almost over the top or like mm-hmm. comedic movie, but or, or horror movie, but yeah. it, it really plays it, I think it plays it very seriously. It doesn't yeah. play it like it's for a joke it, or a horror. Honestly, and there's, there's
1: not, really not a lot of horror cannibalism no. or it's, gore. It's much more
2: of a
0: dramatic film. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Else. I was, I was it funny It really has to do more about like their love story and that her journey yeah and figuring herself it out it is it's
2: like it's like a road trip coming of age movie with yeah. cannibalism so, in, it, in yeah. a weird way but i also feel like before we move on to what you're about to say that again and i would love to dive into this deeper later on that I again i feel like the cannibalism was merely a vessel to tell like this coming of age story yeah, and yeah. like I mean, that's I, an There's a greater point. message. I don't. I don't think that it was intended to be like, oh, look at these crazy cannibals. Right.
0: Like, right. It, like, and I'm glad you like, actually mentioned this quite early on. Like, what trying to figure out what the allegory of the cannibalistic elements of I, that being introduced to the film was. Like, why was this chosen as an element? What's it trying to mean? It, I
2: think that maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's not as honed in as it is addiction or it is this. Maybe it's just for any any um, like out. Out, not outed. What's the word I'm looking for? For like outlet. No, like a uh, any group of people that have that are
0: oh outcasts. Yeah. Oh, uh,
2: any like marginalized people. Oh yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And I think that 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 is kind of maybe that's what the metaphor is. Not necessarily like addiction, although I think there's a lot that points to it being addiction. But maybe it's just it, I think it could also just be it's not any group. It's just
0: like any group of people that have been marginalized. You know, throughout
2: history yeah, or currently?
1: I, I guess I didn't really pick up on that.
0: Well, one thing I did notice about the ways that the different eaters dealt with this whole situation. So, like, say, for instance, in the Dynastine, when Marin is talking to Lee about her encounter with Sully, uh, he notes that that sensed the ability to be able to smell things from a great distance, Lee does not have as extensive as a... He also,
2: said, he also said that he had heard that there was somebody that could do this. Right, exactly. Alluding to the fact that Sully is kind of... A, is different than everybody is else. Is a bit known, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and also, Sully is the oldest of the eaters that are shown in the film. So yeah. maybe as time goes by, yeah. you hone those skills. And I took that initially as an indication, like, our different eaters have different capabilities in terms of their sensory capacities, or whatever the case may be. So that was something that I thought of when I first saw encountered that scene. But one of the things that I found interesting... So going back to the scene in which they encountered the one eater with the tag along, uh, This was near the middle of the film. You're talking about when they were drinking around yeah. the campfire? Yeah. So it was interesting that one of the things that Maren is going through as she's going through this journey is how to deal with the fact that she's an eater. Because she has compulsion. She has to contend with it. Mm-hmm. She has to deal with it. But she also is trying to wrestle with, I want to be a normal person. I don't want this. And when she encounters someone who chose to be an eater, who doesn't have this compulsion, she literally, like, instantly is like, wait, so... You eat people, and you choose to do it. You don't have this compulsion. Why the fuck are you doing this? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't what? even think this is legitimately wrong with you.
2: Yeah, I don't think that. But she doesn't even do that. She asks him. She's like, "Wait, so you don't have to eat people?" Right. And he's like, "No, I no, I don't." But and then she just a, gets up and leaves. Why? Because yeah. she
0: reacts accordingly. Because in her, I'm perceiving this based on she her sees reactions. it more of
2: like a. She hasn't. She doesn't embrace it as a part of her. It's like a curse more than a right. right.
0: Well, I thought initially by her reaction that recognizing this person doesn't have the compulsion but she but he chooses to do it this guy is legitimately crazy mm-hmm. and she's like oh we gotta get the fuck out cause this guy's like legit crazy and Lee already knew this from the get go but
2: it was the yeah, idea- I guess I didn't pick up on that that was it I more so picked right. up on that she views this views this as yes like obviously the movie does paint it as taboo the whole time right? But she views this as like a curse almost mm-hmm. like she can't escape it can't help it she right. like doesn't want to, but just but does right. And mm-hmm. by
0: encountering others, and then who... encountering
2: this guy who chooses to live the life that she's trying to act like actively escape, right? That like almost pisses it infuriates her. Yeah, it's leaves. like why
0: would you choose to do this? I why didn't would necessarily you to pick it.
2: I didn't necessarily pick up on that she was scared of him. I more so got that Lee was the one that picked up on the fact that
0: they were off and that. Well, I think Lee, like, yeah, they both picked it up instantly, the fact that they approached them in the first place, and then as they conversed and learned about this guy, they're like, oh, Jesus, this is weird. But uh, I think the biggest thing is that Lee has kind of accepted the fact that, you know, the Eater lifestyle and just dealing with it in many ways, while Marin is, like, still, like, accepting that, what the fuck is this? And the fact that other Eaters exist was, like, a huge thing that she didn't even know was a concept until she encountered Sully and Lee. And they even address this in the film through dialogue where, yeah, the fact that you encountered two eaters over the span of, like, what, a few days, if not a yeah. few weeks, that's crazy.
1: To me, it sounds like she, obviously, had never encountered encountered another eater before, right. but Sully and Lee probably mm-hmm. had, Right. so it wasn't, like, unknown to them, Right. but to her it was. Like, she thought she was the only one.
0: And it's curious, like... I think this is done on purpose in the span of the story that the moment you are either forced or step outside of your familial home and you're literally out on your own, you over almost kind of, kind of rapidly encounter others that are of your similar. Well, it opens say, the world right. up
2: for you. Yeah, like, exactly. That, exactly. She, she had, yeah, she had lived in multiple towns because every time as a child she would. If I don't he, even want to say, like, eat someone, but she would, like, attack someone, essentially. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't yeah. sound yeah. like
1: she really ate anybody. It doesn't sound like she necessarily killed it. a Except
2: bunch of people. Except for that
0: people. one, like, camp kid that There was went a camp missing. kid that went
2: missing, and it's assumed that that she ate him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. They, they move from town to town trying to escape it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now that she's on her own, she kind of gets to see the world as an adult. And it, mm-hmm. that really is kind of why I feel like it is, like, a weird coming-of-age story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah, the cannibalism is big part of it and that's obviously like the, the like probably the one of the biggest parts mm. of it but I almost feel like it's less about cannibalism and more about figuring out who you are what and your place you in the world is
0: you know like, what Yeah, I just realized I, I literally just had the question that popped in my head why in the world would you choose cannibalism as one of the elements of the story I just realized what it could be
3: hmm.
0: isolationism because one of the things about this film that really like, keeps being brought up is how isolating it is to yeah. have this condition and how difficult it is to develop bonds yeah. consistently—that's long-lasting—and you're deemed as a monster. And this has actually popped up quite a bit a couple of times. Though. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that's I, a good point. I think that again, I, I don't think that cannibalism is in the movie to like you know just make it different or like it, it's really not. I even mean, definitely does it. make yeah, it different. Like. Yeah, it does for sure. It, <laughs> it makes it really like interesting when you tell anybody that it's about, like what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's immediately what people hang on to. But mm-hmm. I really think it is more so a vessel to tell a coming of age story. And yeah. it is, I, you know, it's, it's, I think it's about like accepting who you are, understanding where you come from. But yeah, it's also about isolationism. Like it's, it, you having something about yourself that you don't understand, but you are afraid to have that conversation with people about, and people right. don't understand. Like nobody understands you. Mm-hmm. And she finds Lee pretty quick and he understands her. Well, actually, find Sully first, but he's older. He's a creepy old man. He's a creepy old man. man. (laughs) And and as far as actors go, he did a really good job. I mean, honestly, I feel like everyone did a
0: really good job. Yeah, like I I had no moments in the film where I thought like, oh, this person's acting was absolutely horrible. Like it just you just fell into it. You were immersed into this whole world of like (laughs) cannibals.
1: Speaking of acting in this movie, Mm. there's a point where Marin is crying, and she literally. Has oh like yeah! I saw that and I was like, <laughs> yeah. holy
0: shit, that's yeah. actually damn and good acting.
1: Bubble, <laughs> and then she goes to wipe it away and it like gets stuck on her face and yeah. she like goes to swat it out. Yeah, up. yeah.
0: I was like, holy
2: There's shit.
1: That's... Like she didn't mean to do that. Right.
2: She's ugly crying. She probably wished that they took it out of there. She right, right. Did. It was all like so think... convincing. Yeah.
1: Literally all I could think about is that like she probably didn't even mean to do that, but they're like, nah, that's the clip yeah, we're that's using. Yeah, exactly,
3: yeah. It's <laughs> like, nope, we'll
2: keep that, that print, print. I, I do think I do think it's 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 funny. So I was watching this movie, and, and mm-hmm. among all the other questions that we're starting to kind of broach, yeah, one of the things that crossed my mind and while watching this movie is, despite the cannibalism and the horrible things that happen, I was like, damn, this movie makes me want to go on a road trip. Like, yeah, like yeah I was no like, fair, no, it, actually fair. It, it's like I was like, dang, it's it's giving me wanderlust. Like, yeah, it, it's is that what it's
0: called? Wanderless?
2: wanderless. Oh, I wanderless? thought you said
0: waterless. I was like, wait, what? No,
1: waterless. That's Wan- Wander- <laughs> like that's what
0: I heard. Wand wanderlust. Wander- that makes more sense.
1: Yeah. it's like every girl gets that tattooed on her. Wanderlust. Is they? that actually a thing? I mean, yeah, people do that. Oh, oh my God. weird.
2: But I think that part. <laughs> I, think, I was trying to understand why I was feeling that because it doesn't like glamorize it at all. In fact, they're like ba- they're homeless and they're uh, living in a... Tr-
1: actually. I guess the but aspect. But they're content. They're happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Well, that's. I not I mean. say I but
2: it doesn't
0: make it like it's a bad thing, like the no, worst thing ever.
2: But I, I think for me, the part of the reason why I was like, oh, I want, I like, I kind of want to go drive across the U.S. or whatever it was. Yeah, but is, you've
1: always wanted to do that.
2: No, I know, but this. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I mean, there's tons of movies where people drive across the U.S. But it doesn't There's like. Tons of but movies. this movie actually really yeah. generated that feeling. Yeah, it generated a, like not a euphoric feeling, but it generated this like feeling within me that I was like, I, I, like, I want to go do that. Even though I don't think it's the intention isn't necessarily to tell a story that's like get up and explore. It's more so telling this like, like I said, this coming of age yeah. story, discovering who you are type of story. But I was feeling, feeling this way, and I really think that the reason I feel this that way or felt that way was the cinematography. Like, it's a really, really... It is a
1: very beautiful movie. It's a
2: super beautiful It's a really, really good-looking movie. And everywhere they go, you know, like, Indiana, Missouri, like, all the different places, they all look different. The the way that it's shot, it captures... There's lots of really beautiful wides, and there's, like, a pastel color palette to everything, and Mm -hmm. it's just... Everything looks super good. It's like... I just was... Speaking of which, can, Zoned I, in.
0: can I just note that one of the things I found curious, and this is like a very, very niche thing to note, but one thing I've noticed over the last few years when it comes down to movies that they've tried to be a bit more creative in terms of how they showcase location changes mm-hmm. or like, you know, to indicate to the audience like, oh yeah, this is a completely different time, completely different location, whatever case maybe, like those transitionary texts and stuff. I found it interesting that they just chose abbreviations of the states, <laughs> so and I was and like, like huh, I
1: just started laughing are... when you were talking about this. I'm like laughing internally. Me and Oliver were like, oh, Ohio, Kentucky, Kentucky, <laughs> Ohio.
2: Every single time a different one would come up. We're, we're just like, wait, is, that, is like, that wait, hold Missouri? On. Maryland? Maryland? Maryland, Maryland,
0: Exactly. I was like, yeah. wait, this is, oh, hey, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is Nebraska. interesting.
2: It is interesting that it 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 shows that it shows like yeah. basically the screen is filled up by a, like uh, a transparent. Like,
1: you know they. Scen- yeah. the so they're like state. showing like the they sea- so like some scenery, the, like, and then they put the you know yeah abbreviation like, yeah. of the state yeah. that they're going into.
3: Yeah. It's I have a
1: question for you guys. Yeah. What's up? How did you feel about the pacing of the movie? Um. I'm curious. Yeah. That so that I haven't
2: really saying. like for me personally, I haven't like I haven't really. I again, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface, but. Um, <clears throat> as far as. The pacing of the movie goes, it's probably one of my issues with it. Yeah. Really? That well, okay, but let me let me kind of I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. I it felt it felt um contemplative. It felt like it was mm-hmm. taking its time mm-hmm. and soaking it all in, but I felt like it wasn't really doing it with the moments that I needed it to. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted more time to understand, like me personally, I wanted more time to understand Lee and Marin's relationship and less time of all the other things and it, and that being said as a finished package when mm-hmm. the movie is all over with I do look back at it and I'm like okay it's it is it is a journey like the movie is trying to be a journey mm-hmm. it's a literal journey but yeah. it's also trying to be this this journey and I think the slow pace is intentional I think it is so it's it's a slow burn as you go through it and uh, I don't mind it as much in hindsight, but I do think that the things
0: that it chooses to take its time on, I don't know that it works as well.
1: And it's interesting that you say that. Now I want to hear what you have to say before I say what I want to say. Oh,
0: boy. So pacing wasn't exactly a major issue that came into mind, but now that Oliver has mentioned it, the relationship between Lee and Marin, is it Marin or Mary? It's Oh, Marin. Maren. Marin. Okay, I think, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And now that I think about it, it wasn't set in a way where there was a lot to be desired. like you could get like where the connection came from having a similar like condition and finding that connection be like okay this is cool and all that jazz and yada yada and being vulnerable with each other and having to deal with the you know realities of the different ways they have dealt with the condition and all that jazz like yes it can work it, it works but
2: huh I, I think mm-hmm. so I think for uh, me yeah. I think for, for me the it, it It's not really an issue for me, but I do think that, you know, the whole movie is built upon Lee and Marin's relationship. Like, if you aren't invested in their relationship or by their relationship, it's not going to work for you that much. And I think that, um, for me personally, I wish that I felt like it made more sense than it does. It happens very quick. They very quickly fall fall in with each other. So that's
1: what I was going to say. Yeah. The pacing ruins this movie for me. Holy shit. Okay. And it's funny because it's not even the fact that like it's slow. Like the movie is pretty slow for the majority of movies like two hours long. Yeah. I mean it's like (laughs) like not a lot happening, nothing like crazy happening. You're just kind of like going through the motions. It's a road trip movie. That's a lot of road trip movies. Yeah. 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 It's like And normally mm. I feel like that would bug me. That's not what bugs me. Mm. What pisses me off is the beginning of this movie. I feel like, really quick, Mm. the whole, there's like, really no build up to her being an eater. Like, she just fucking bites off her (laughs) classmate's finger and then they just have to move and then her dad quickly leaves and then the relationship between her and Lee, the start of it, fucking pisses me off. There's literally, you don't see any real connection between them. Like, it it happens, like, they meet each other, and then they're together. There's so really see, there's really so, nothing in between that so much. So you,
0: you
2: they see. They go to
1: a diner, and they talk about being eaters. There's nothing else. It's like else. the
0: shallowest, like, way to set
3: the foundations of a And the then there's just
1: like, they're like, at this diner, and then he's like, I'll take you to go. Like, they're talking about him being, they're being eaters. Right. I'll go take you to see your mom. And next scene, they're mm-hmm. like. In this barn, and just yeah. holding hands, and now yeah. they're in a relationship. I think yeah.
2: so. I I think that there's a little bit in between those two mm. scenes, but I'm not counter. I'm not counter-arguing what your point is. I, I do. Have I do one
1: note in my phone, and it is like the pacing of this movie sucks. Okay. So are you saying?
2: So okay. but okay, here, let okay, let me your your let heart, me first heart. yeah. Let me first kind of add a little more context. Mm-hmm. Um, they meet in like a truck stop or like a gas station shop. Yeah, and basically. And I'm not saying it works, but I think what the movie is is trying to show, like the spark that the movie is trying to show, is that there's this drunk asshole in the in the gas station shop and she's stealing something. She's in the process of stealing, I think, tampons.
0: Maybe? Just like basic, like, you know, yeah. sanitary
2: yeah. products. Yeah, not that, that it so really it. matters, but she's yeah. she's stealing like some yeah, basic products. Yeah. Um, and you see Lee there is there as well. Obviously, we don't know who he is yet. And there's this drunk asshole, and he's harassing this woman with her child mm-hmm. in the shop. And as Marin goes to say something, Lee actually beats her to the punch and says something to him first and confronts this drunk asshole and then leads him outside, like, protecting this woman,
0: basically. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Um, not that she needed protection, but, but like, he kind of steps in and is like, why, basically, why don't you leave, buddy? And then he follows him outside, kind of gets this guy to leave. And I think that the movie is setting up that they both feel the same way about, you know, I don't know. People in general, the need to protect people. She sees Lee as a good person for doing that because she even goes and thanks him. But as soon as she leaves the shop, she then sees him all bloodied up walking right. out of this like abandoned warehouse. Then realizing that not only do they have this, not only is he a good guy in protecting this woman, uh, but also they have this thing that is a connection that no one else has. Right. Right. Or <clears throat> not no one, but she has only encountered one of them. Yeah, other person. but she
1: had that with Sully.
2: Sully is sixty years old and a creep. Right. Okay, but, that, yeah. but that's what I'm just
1: saying is like you can't you can't base the relationship off of they're like the same. They have the same condition. I, you know what? I, I, I there was like nothing in between that. I you know so what?
2: I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm not disagreeing. I agree that like for me, what I said prior was that I wish we got more time to kind of like understand what it is that brings them together. But I do kind of also understand that. She's an 18-year-old girl, and she her entire life has had no one understand her. And now there's this guy that she thinks is a good guy that is the same as her. So And on the same journey. I don't need to, like,
1: understand what brought them together. Like, yes, I understand that they were young kids, Mm -hmm. both kind of figuring their lives Mm -hmm. out, Mm -hmm. went on a road trip. Mm -hmm. That's great. There was no moments in between that, like, even made you, like, Think that there would be an interest in each other, right?
0: It's like the there was
1: no like, s- it was just like friends. To oh, we're together now. There was no like moment where it was like, oh, there's a spark. Oh, there's a, like, I don't, I don't know. It I just I, I frustrates actually, me. I actually see what
0: you're saying because it
1: weird. didn't even have to be like multiple moments. Just one moment where you're like, oh, okay. This makes sense. But
2: also, but also, I so again, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I also yeah. think. <laughs> okay but i i also think that the you you know part of what you were just saying is that this movie is so con like is is slow paced and i think the intention is that in these slow paced moments it is trying to build like almost the unspoken moments between them like there's a lot of shots of them driving there's a lot of shots from her pov kind of like looking at him and if yeah, and I think and I think what it's trying to show but is that's that it's a after
1: s- the fact. I mean, after in,
2: there's there's some there's quite a bit. Leading there is some up to in between it. before, yeah. like the first meeting and when they is. actually
0: like hold hands. And but I think logic, that
2: so. I think that that's what the movie is trying to do. I'm not saying it works, but I think the movie is trying to show that this like connection is 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 slowly being forged between them. That being said, I agree. you don't really get to see any like delicate moments between them prior to then all of a sudden they're in this barn and they're like holding hands you think
1: that would be important especially for this like coming of age movie like she essentially has been sheltered her whole life Mm -hmm. and she's now like going out and exploring the world and exploring life and for any teenager that's a huge thing Mm -hmm. and when you find somebody that you're like all about and interested in like Mm -hmm. it's huge
2: but there's a lot there's also a lot of talk of loneliness there's a lot of talk of being isolated from society there's exactly
1: why you think like i think that they should have put in moments of them connecting a little bit more
2: I, i agree i i totally agree that i think there should be more in between like i i do think that there should be more um explicit moments not like explicit in like inappropriate right, but like, right. like <clears throat> spoken actual moments between them where you understand that their connection is building more than the like unspoken moments where it's it's just kind of shots from her perspective right. where you are led to believe that she's kind of falling for it
1: and I don't remember there being shots in between them like meeting and them holding hands but even if there was they were not like obvious shots and so it's like obviously it didn't work for me. Like as a viewer, like I there to me I didn't see any signs of them showing interest in each other. And then all of a sudden they were holding hands. And when they were holding hands in the barn, I literally questioned it for like 30 seconds. I'm like, (laughs) are are they holding hands? Like well because that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. So real quick, one of the things that I'm you know recognizing in the midst of, you know, this basically, breakdown of the relationship, or at least the start of the relationship between these two characters, is that if there was literally, like, maybe uh, five minutes, because honestly, in reality, movie time frame, yeah, five minutes would work. So, there's a point where they actually had a dialogue and conversation where there was a point where Marin is talking to Lee, and at the the beginning of all of this entire journey, she's suspicious of everybody, because mm-hmm. she's a young girl, by herself, out in the world, and she just dealt with some creepy old dude who also eats people the only reason that well her alarms were on like on fire at that point but because she's also an eater it's not as crazy but it's still crazy because this is a weird old dude mm-hmm. so she encounters this guy that's around her same age maybe a little bit older who is also an eater but he's a bit more of a decent guy cool deal with him but it doesn't really show her suspicions going from oh, I'm still high alert to okay I'm starting to become a bit more trustful. He's a decent guy. Okay, right. cool. But
1: they I, didn't like, have that so like, here's here's this, more might, like, this, this might be the, like the cheesy romance movie in me <sighs> that I love, but it honestly, it didn't even have to be five minutes. I think you could have done thirty seconds to a minute of like of like a conversation. Oh, not even a conversation, but like. Mm when he throws the car in reverse and he's like, Okay, let's let's go. No,
2: what you're about to say, um if you're about to say he puts his hand behind her or something.
1: No, <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> wow. You watch way, you watch you way too be many. Like, cliche yeah. <laughs> well, be that's cliche. Shannon's favorite I type mean, of movies. What I'm gonna say is probably pretty cliche oh, too, boy. but it's not that bad. Oh boy. But just like little moments of them like being on a road trip and doing something like, Oh, there's a lake, let's go jump in this lake, or oh, there's I don't know, so, just, like, oh, little tiny, so, like, yeah. little yeah. clips of them, like, doing little things right, right. throughout so, their we road What were you about to trip. say about
2: the, putting the car in reverse?
1: After you put in the car in reverse, do, like, a little, I don't know how to explain it, like, a little slideshow of, like, different moments in different states right, of them doing, right. like, like all I can think of is, like, every love love yeah, right, right. Movie and and I mean, movie has people like jumping in the lake trying. and like laughing and smiling I think this movie <laughs> that's is that's what I like I'm yeah. thinking about is like just 30 seconds of just right. like little things of them doing that show them being interested and connected to right. each other like yeah. that and build like, up
0: of like interest and that would like have been a connection. good yeah, way yeah. to
1: show her guard coming down
0: right yeah exactly Instead that's of
2: it, so, it, right? honestly so that's all like I needed down,
0: you're like oh shit
2: he's a decent here's here's my here's my interpretation of a better way to have done this Movie, yeah. Um, I think, I think Timothy Chalamet does a really good job. First of all, I, think he's, I think he's really good in this little movie.
1: Scrawny boy in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> like, Holy shit!
2: So, um, <laughs> I think I think he does a really good job in this movie. I think he's a really talented actor. Yep. But I almost think Ooh. that either you write him a little bit differently, or you have a different actor in that role. That's like mm. a little more charismatic, maybe. Um, he's he's
1: an it, interesting take.
2: He's um, uh, uh, not that he's not charismatic, mm-hmm. but I think that maybe if he was a like if he was written, I don't even think it's necessarily Timothy Chalamet. Right, like, right, right. I think maybe if he was written to have like a little more um, charisma, a little more upbeatness to him, that maybe that would give us as the audience. But he's a something little sad boy. He is a little sad boy, but <laughs> yes, don't draw. That's like yeah, that, that's that the is, appeal. but but there's there's not enough moments for us, I think, as the viewer, to put ourselves in Maren's shoes to find the attraction with him, other than they share this this yeah, you know this what? dilemma. And I think I think that there's one moment specifically mm-hmm. that and this is the whole point that of this tangent I'm going on. Yeah. Um, when he go when they go into that guy's house and they're like, oh, he's got he's got uh Kiss. He's got that album from Kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he plays Kiss, and he's dancing around and yeah. singing. Yeah, I think that that scene is intended to be that moment where, like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's like. But really they don't cool.
1: really portray that well. You know what would have fixed it for me?
2: It would have fixed it for me is if earlier in the in the movie at some point she had mentioned how she also loved Kiss or something. Yeah, if she had like mentioned or was listening to Kiss or something like the same song maybe. Maybe that's cliche, but I think that, that is a bit yeah, like I yeah,
3: should, yeah there's. But I'm I saying, mean, but
2: I I there's that moment we don't have any association with why that like maybe we as the audience are like oh that's kind of funny, but there's no association for us in Marin's shoes to be like oh that that's a great guy for well, her. Well, I mean,
1: the they, <clears throat> the camera work didn't even like portray Marin like longing at him or something. Like I feel like a lot of times in movies when there's that moment where like oh, this is the person, they kind of, like, either do POV or kind of pan across her while she's staring at him, and you can, like, see in her eyes that she's interested. Wait, wait, wait. And they don't even do that. No, no, no,
0: they have. So, there were a few instances in the film. They did do it a few times.
1: Before they started holding hands? Yes,
0: so the diner Mm. scene is one that definitely stands out, and then there's a point when she's in the truck, uh, white next to him, while they're sleeping in, like, the lovely star-lit Yeah,
2: she's looking at his face as he's sleeping. She's basically watching him sleep. Right,
0: and... And you see her reaction of it. And I think the biggest thing...
1: And uh, maybe... Maybe... Here's another hot take. Maybe it's the fact that she didn't do a good job at portraying that. Because even in that moment, I I didn't... I didn't view that as her, like, longing at him and being interested. I, I almost viewed it as, like, her just finding someone to relate to. So I
2: think, so I think here's, here's the, here's the, here's the, yeah, Yeah, probably, but here's the tough, here's the tough part that I think that this movie is trying to balance. And I don't, it it sounds like it obviously didn't work for you, but I think that it's trying to balance having her journey be her priority Mm -hmm. and having her relationship with Lee be parallel, begin and, and start parallel to that of her journey, mm-hmm. but not overtake her journey until mm-hmm. after she has finished it. And I think yeah, that yeah. I think that it's a tough. I think it's also tough because she's she is as an actress is is tasked with. It's a sad story, and that she's you know she's has this I guess addiction or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. She has this dilemma. This this part where she, so it's not meant to be necessarily I think, super upbeat and happy but also needs to portray that her relationship makes her happy but also not distract from this overarching journey that she's going on so i think that
1: But again that's just like not like realistic if
2: I mm, don't uh, yeah. i don't know it,
1: it's I think not, I, I would, like you I, my can counter have,
2: argument was would be that the romantic movies you described aren't aren't realistic yeah. Okay
1: yes but <laughs> I'm just saying like if you have this like life journey to do something if you meet somebody that is the love of your life, it most of the time either takes priority or crosses in between priority of your life journey.
0: Well, the way that it was depicted, at least in the first half of the film, before she encounters the truth about her mother, was that, yes, she found someone that she could relate to. B, she's actually her, he's actually her age, which is a huge thing. And three, he's not completely crazy. He sort of has rules. And he is also contending with this in the same manner as she is, but he has a bit more experience. So she's like, okay, I can chill with him for a while. And for someone who has been isolated for so long, for someone who has not had as a lot of the teenage experiences with connecting with people as she has because she's been isolated for so long, finding this cute dude who, A, has the same affliction as she does and is not that crazy, it's like, you know what, fuck it. You know what, He's, he's actually pretty cool. And... They and both th- understand the isolationism aspect too. So, yeah. it, yeah. it kind of like, from a certain standpoint, you can see how it kind of accelerates the connection aspect of it. Yes, it would have helped if there was like an extra scene or two and, that kind of showcased that buildup, but I can uh, see how it could be yeah, better. Yeah, and,
3: and
2: I guess. I,
1: I think that it probably wouldn't work for a lot of people. Fair. Maybe not.
2: What What I do think works for me though is that I do buy. Or understand by their relationship by the end of the movie.
0: Oh yeah, no,
1: for, by, for sure. Oh, yeah. I don't question their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just like or the
2: connection. I'm
1: or, mad at whoever wrote this movie and didn't I,
2: put I in a little be bit more. I'd be genuinely interested to see how you feel. I'm not saying you change your mind, but I would now knowing what it is, where it's going, how it ends, all the different things. I'd be genuinely interested. Both of us to revisit it and see if you feel any differently about the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I I. but what I will say is that, d- although I do agree with you that I don't think that the relationship, I think it's, it. there's not really like a start. It just mm-hmm. kind of all of a sudden is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so despite tricky. that, I do, I do understand, get, and like, feel for their relationship by the end. Mm-hmm. Like I do yeah. the chemistry that they have for towards sure. the end makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. part of it's that the trauma the trauma that you see them go through yeah. on the journey. It's like trauma bonding. But but yeah. also but al- <laughs> it is but also like all of it is trauma bonding. Yeah. Like their connection is a trauma bond almost. Yeah. Like their their affliction with cannibalism is kind of like a trauma bond.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. And that actually kind of leads into the next bit when it comes down to Sully and the whole aspect of him. So... Oh,
1: Sully. Oh, I know.
0: it's uh, so <laughs>
1: ruins the name Sully. Isn't Sully the guy from Monsters, Inc.?
0: Oh, my God, that yeah. is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you gonna name this guy Sully when we have no. Sully from the Monsters, Inc.?
2: No! That's
0: what, so no bad. one else can be named
2: Sully?
1: No. Okay. Not oh, anybody God. that's creepy like this, Sully.
0: It? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's interesting because the aspect of isolation and that being something that pops up quite a bit throughout the course of the film Sully is another example of that. So there are several characters that showcase the I would say when you're isolated enough, how much the affliction can just really fuck you up. Maren's mother is a prime example of it. Um Sully is another example crazy. of it.
3: Yeah,
0: that was like, <laughs> Woo! That was like So Sully is an example of someone who's dealt with this for like decades. He's like dealt with this for so long. And he's someone who is truly isolated. He's never had someone to really connect with and he finds this young girl who has this affliction and he's like oh wow and you can instantly tell from the very beginning like okay this is bad news like in every way, shape and form.
2: In the very beginning he is creepy but he's kind of creepy because he's just fucking creepy. Right. But in the in the end you I realize mean, that I'm he creepy. but in the end you realize that like the creepiness also is nefarious in terms to yeah. her. In right. In the beginning it's just like he's just creepy. Right. Like, he's just kind of a creepy guy and you... Like, ca- I, he just...
1: He, I don't even know if, like, in the beginning he's, like, creepy but he's off. He's... Oh, yeah. yeah he's,
0: like, he's, off he's from, like, the off. get-go. Yeah, he's Cause, off Because, yeah, he and almost creepy. seems
1: like he's, like, trying to help her and trying to help her And then There's a bit of, like, some genuineness
0: where it's like, yeah, he actually legitimately is trying so to help at the same time. It's like ugh.
1: So, I don't know if it's, like right off the bat creepy but also this is but it's is, very off this
2: like sketch is all over the place yeah. like this
1: sketch yeah and, yeah. and it's, it's like also it also is the first yeah.
2: it's also the first other eater that you we meet yeah. so so i think part of it as a viewer is um does this lifestyle just make you a fucking weirdo and right. is that is that is that and I why he's the way as that a character
3: he is?
0: was also wesley with that as well and i think showcased as well. yeah but also
2: yeah. sully's character i think it it, his character serves a lot of purposes in the movie, but oh, one yeah. of them is a twisted mirror of Marin. It is, yeah. it is an alternate reality that she can become, of isolating herself, cutting everyone off, continuing this lifestyle with no one else. Like, I think yeah. a lot of
0: the eaters she encounters are reflections of what could be.
2: Well, there's, there's also the two other eaters that are. I think it's alluded to or hinted at that they're together as like a couple. The two. two, the two guys. That's what the, I thought. At the in fire, a way, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that they, they are. Um, there's definitely something sexual there between them.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was um. I was a bit like, mm, this is um. A bit a crush moment. They, <laughs> they,
2: yeah. They. I think. I think it's implied in, in, in a way. And also, well,
1: Timothy Chalamet playing both fields. Dude, well, I, I wanted love I swear to I feel I like this to, dude. Like it's like casting movies where that keeps happening too. So, <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, so I was—I was, <laughs> I was I not know to, why, but I do. I was Where? about to
2: go. I was about to go there, but I yeah. before I went to the scene that you're talking about with Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> I was oh, going to yeah. talk about the the two eaters that they meet after Sully, yeah, who are an item. That's the first time they hear the reference to the title of the movie, which is Bone eating some, in eating all. somebody bones and all. All. all," which yeah. ends
1: up being an actual s- a pretty big thing. So it
2: does, and I and I want to. When we get to that point, which yeah, is the no, end of I the agree. Movie. I yeah, want to talk about that more. Yeah. But the, what they describe bone eating someone bones and all is is you eat someone bones, bones and all, and that you get this rush that you've never experienced in your life. Like you haven't lived until like you eaten like someone eat, bones it's and It's like
1: all. eating the first time for them. Yeah, and yeah. and
2: they're like you, you know, you haven't lived yet. You have no idea. Like that's a rush that you'll never experience ever again. Like you, it and it's this big thing. It's it's the it's this I don't know like almost cosmic thing. Mm-hmm eating someone's bones and all. Which
0: is cute. So, just to isolate that in of itself, the fact that from a either cannibalistic or an addiction or whatever the circumstance may be, whether you're looking at this from a fringe type of habit or whatever the case may be, the fact that that was even a concept explored, that by doing this, diving deeper into this particular habit or behavior, you will achieve this absolutely euphoric experience. But... It, Marin's like looking at this as like, okay. First off, a I kind of have to do this because I was born this way, but it's it's this weird tie of okay, that sounds fascinating. But at the same time, do I really want to dive further into this? And everybody, I think, that's like <clears throat> I think
2: it's interesting in too because you get to tap into this world of yeah. like eaters. But it's also yeah. Timothy Chalamet's character Lee says it early in the movie that like, oh, everybody has their rules. Everybody yeah. has their rules, yeah. and every and it, every eater has their different rules about it. So, for example, Sully says that he, he won't kill anybody. Won't right. kill anybody. So, when she encounters him at that house, he there's a lady that has fallen, an old lady that had fallen on the ground and was obviously needed help. Right. And instead of helping her, he's waiting for her to die so he can hear. Yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet's character, Lee. He uh, it sound it kind of seems like he eats bad people. Like yeah. that's like what he does. He like yeah. he eats that drunk guy. Um, <clears throat> eventually, you find out that that's not really the case. Right. Like, towards the end, but it, that's kind of. His rule. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't eat people unless they have, like no one will miss them, and they're
0: like bad people. You know, just a bit of a quick tangent. Immediately as I started watching this film, like in the first like thirty minutes, I just had the thought like, oh yeah, this is basically a Dexter premise. Oh, okay, yeah, we can work for this. Mm-hmm. Oliver
1: hasn't seen Dexter, I, but, I know, I know no, the, the, but I know. But I know. I know the premise. <laughs> i only, only known
2: like, know, a bit of Dexter. I know. I know the premise, I love
0: but I. I but I.
2: <laughs> but then the rules for this this other couple that they meet, the two guys. Yeah. It seems like there isn't really any rules. Like yeah. it, he is, yeah. he is lav- he is relishing in killing this guy. Basically, right. he's telling this the story of how he stabbed this guy to death, and he's like relishing in it. And that's right. how he met this non eater that is fascinated with
0: eaters.
1: That which you know, what's it's interesting like, to me,
0: yeah,
1: is Sully in the beginning when you first meet him, kind of like warns Marin about other eaters and like kind of steering clear from them. Yeah.
2: They were granted, going to kill. They granted, were going the to the other. T- the other
1: two guys were questionable. They probably would have done something. But the other eaters that she meets along the way don't actually ever do anything. Well, Soli so, is the fucking weird one. So well,
0: <clears throat> his thing with that, just real quick, it was interesting in the interaction with the two eaters because I was curious if yes, there was that sense of they could have done something, but I also was curious like were they just also lonely as well? Right. Because it would
1: have been interesting to like see. It is left More up to the viewers' and interpretation. interpretation.
2: and and when they leave, they feel the need to sneak away rather than, than yeah. drive away. And when they, and then when they are starting to sneak away, the other guys wake up and chase them down.
3: Right. Yeah, but so that
1: could I think have it's also been just them being lonely and wanting to like <clears throat> have company.
3: It, it, it yeah. totally yeah. could it really... be.
2: It totally could be. But I think, and I guess it's interpretation, right? But right. when I was watching it, it's interpreted, especially when he's telling that story of murdering someone and how. There's this non-eater with him that there's something that they're obviously there's way kind more. They're doing
1: ex- it for fun. Or, yeah. Well, I don't even
2: know that, but there's like, they're way more experienced. They've yeah. killed a ton of people because they're, like they're almost joking awful. about how many people, oh, how many people have you, you eaten? And, yeah. And, oh, I've eaten bones and all. And it's this, It's it seems like there is something underlying here that's, that's dark and nefarious. And so... I think it's alluded to the fact that they were going to kill them or well, something like that. Fair
0: enough. And the other thing that keeps coming to mind is that, and this is just the way I was interpreting it as I was watching the film, the experience of A, being an eater and also encountering other eaters is that you understand what this other person is capable of because you've done it yourself and you understand how far they have gone because you've gone that far. So there's a level of like subliminal danger that's recognized with each of these characters. So... What you go from there is gauging.
2: They have the capacity to eat another person. Right. You don't know. You don't know if they have the capacity to kill other people or. Right. or but they have the capacity to consume another living right. person. You
0: already um, know they've gone that far into person. the taboo fringe of like morality and societal norms. So you're like, okay, this person's already basically a bit fucked. But how fucked are they? <laughs> That's yeah. basically what becomes like the remainder element from there.
2: And <clears throat> we talked about it. I mean, they they describe how they were killing, how they've killed a few people. Mm-hmm. But as far as us in Maron's shoes with Lee, we actually don't see them kill many people at all. We do see um, Lee kill a boy at a at a carnival, and that's the scene that Shannon yeah. is referring to. We
1: shouldn't say boy; he was no, a, a man. He was yeah. married with a kid. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He, he looks <laughs> really kind of young. He looks, young he, looks, yeah. he, looks, he looks
2: like he could be Lee's age. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, yeah. he was married and and had a kid.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. But He was, I mean, he's also working behind the stand of a car. Oh, you can tell he was like decide, a guy like, like his 20s at least. Yeah, yeah. he looked Early really 20s. young. Yeah, um, but this is the scene where Lee's character encounters this guy, and uh, the guy's a dick to the kid that pri- the kid prior to Lee at this like Carpool. ball throwing yeah. game. Yeah, he's a dick to him, which. At us as viewers, at least me as a viewer, as a viewer, I was immediately like, "Okay, next victim," because this guy's an asshole. Right. But then Lee walks up, and the guy's really nice to Lee. Right. And Lee plays into it, and immediately they start flirting. Right. And right. Lee tells him, you know, "Oh, I'll, like," or the carnival worker tells him, "Oh, I'll meet, I'll meet you out back afterwards."
0: Because right. I thought for a second there that Lee gauged that early on that he could have had an attraction, and also the fact that you know he was a dick to the kid. So you kind of worked both things at the
2: same time. Yeah, I think that it's alluded to, and it's not explicitly said, but I think it's alluded to that Lee is bi.
0: Or
3: yeah. well, he's oh, willing sure. to go that
2: far.
0: Like,
3: damn. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, he, I, don't, so think basically, this, I don't think when I, when
1: this movie holds back no, when no, it no, comes no. to no. all different types of people. Like, no, proof it not I
2: mean, it's we're literally talking about cannibals, right? Yeah, like, no um, and fair not right, that there's a parallel right. there, but I think right. that... So let me describe the rest of the scene then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he meets this carnal, he meets up with Marin again in the truck, and he says, "Oh, mm-hmm. this will only take a few minutes. I need to meet with this guy
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, again." Talking about him as a as a meal.
0: Yeah.
2: But then he meets up this guy, and they're laughing, and you see through Marin's perspective, you see them start to like make out.
0: Yeah. yeah. The
2: guy and, and Lee, and then they walk off. Yeah. And it's then it's then shown that some time has passed, and Marin goes looking for Lee, and he comes across in a cornfield. He comes across Lee jerking off this other guy. <laughs> Right, yeah, and then yeah. right as the other guy's about to finish, Lee slits his throat, yeah, I think, and keep me honest if you didn't feel the same way, but I don't think that he had to go that far to kill this guy i it it felt mm. very much in the in how it's shot, and all the little scenes we get between Lee and this other guy that Lee does it
0: is attracted to men, and well. The immediate thing that came to mind, and maybe this is from the context of other stories that I've, like, encountered, maybe it's the idea that <clears throat> if he's going to be killing this guy, at least kill him with, you know, maybe not immediately, but at least allow him, like, this last moment of pleasure before he, like... Oh, no, died. that's not what so. I think. I think it's
1: the complete opposite, because oh. he doesn't allow the pleasure uh-huh. to have it, not to get too explicit, because right, right. our... Our parents listen to this, but <laughs> oh. but he slits his throat right before. Oh, he's about to, and uh. he slits his throat right before. And so, I almost think it's like a malicious thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's.
2: But I, I don't think. I, mm. I guess. I guess the part for me is never prior to this. Does anybody have a conversation about, um, like? how we lure anybody into this position or right. or we you know, let's try and give them the a good last few minutes. Right, or right. we never see at any point or hear in at any point prior to this where it's talked about right. that Because
0: like, it's all you know, like a lot of this movie is like implied through the behaviors and actions yeah. of the character. And and That's the connect like, and it seems it seems right. very
2: much like Lee plays into this very fast relationship with this right. guy. Um and I think, I I don't know, maybe it's just my interpretation. I felt like there was an attraction there. It wasn't right. just like he was going to just, you know, luring him out to kill him. Because right. if that was the case, then he didn't have to go as far as he did. Yeah,
0: and it actually makes a lot of sense. And it, it sounds as if like we each of us had slightly different interpretations from yeah. that one scene, or well, just sequences of scenes. And it's interesting, because we're trying to understand what the motivations or the intentions of the characters are. And it's like you don't know. It's a very ambiguous
1: to a degree. I don't think that it was trying to... I've got to gather my thoughts. I don't mm. think that... I don't think that they were trying to be like, oh, Lee's attracted to this guy. Right. I. I think that Lee was just bisexual and mm. it happened to be... This guy, the guy that was being an asshole, and he ended up wanting to kill him right. because, to me, how but it's definitely, how I yeah, no. how I view Lee is I don't think that he is trying to kill good people or like no. people. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that he would have killed somebody he was attracted to. Maybe that's just I don't know.
2: Well, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's I I mm. I think. I, I guess I agree with you. I, I maybe I guess I'm not explaining myself I, the
1: right way. I'm i don't like think I don't
2: think that he was like
1: I think he was just bisexual and mm. there was this guy that was an asshole and he wanted to kill him and that's what he did. I don't think it was But like, then he
2: takes it that but then he does take it that that far. Ex, that, yeah. ex, that And far that's why and I like, feel
1: like it was a malicious thing. I was I feel like but it was th- like, I guess let okay, so here's let me just cut you off right I before. disagree.
2: <laughs> I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because I think it would make more sense that to happen if if the context of the guy being an asshole was around something sexual. Like if, right. if, if it was around right. him flirting with a woman or trying to get with a woman then it would make more sense or or a guy or whatever Right. It, then it would make more sense for him to kill him right before uh, finishing, right? Right. But there's not. His, his, right. his, his crime does not equal the punishment. And the yeah,
1: I mean me I is, guess that's true.
0: The biggest thing for me is that I've always just looked at it this is again from first viewing is that he was acting like a predator against prey and setting up the trap, doing everything he can to do it seduction and just luring him into an isolated place and doing everything he can. Or, or maybe it's a part,
2: off. or as we talk about it out loud, maybe it's kind of a bit of column A and column B. Maybe, mm. like you said, he wants to give him this last great moment because he is attracted to him mm. before he kills him. Like maybe it's his last send off for this guy that he is about to kill. You know, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Like, the, it's clear that the other guy is attracted to Lee. That's why they, right, they go right, this right, right. route. But I guess either way, they he kills him. Marin and him eat this guy. Marin doesn't question any of it, really. Yeah, I've, she's hungry. Yeah, so they eat him. <laughs> they take his car to his house, which is what they did with the previous guy that Lee killed. Right. And realize that he's got a, a baby and
0: a wife. Yep.
2: And that's the and point that's where that's
1: where Marin starts the spiral. Well, yeah, because at this she point she doesn't actually ever spiral, but well, she, she starts does, to freak out a little bit. During exactly, this.
0: because the biggest thing that allowed Marin to kind of create this, I would say, level of tolerance to this whole experience was that everyone that she's impacted or they've impacted was either a bad guy or someone that didn't have any major association with people. So whether it was like the old lady that okay she was gonna die anyway, or the drunken guy he didn't have anybody. It was like there's a level of like isolation that exists in that.
1: Do you think that Lee or Marin were just like so hungry that he just like sought out somebody that had even the just the m- smallest bit of assholeness? Maybe. Because what he did to the little boy was like, okay, you're kind of a dick but like not, not that. To that it wasn't like you're a terrible person, you deserve death And I don't think maybe they were just <clears> he <throat> maybe they were just so hungry well, that well, they just, and like, I think,
2: was, and I think I, I do think that later on it is when when after Marin finally has reached the end of that spiral when she meets her mom and it blows up and everything, she does freak out on Lee for killing this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think Lee says something along the lines of like having to do what you have to do sort of thing. Like a, a bit of dialogue where, mm. you know, I, it's it comes with being an eater type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it is a it is alluded to. And you find mm-hmm. out later that with Lee's father that he... Lee treads a very fine line, very fine moral line. Like, yeah. He does, ultimately, he does what he needs to do to survive, mm-hmm. but is trying to follow this moral compass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. And <clears throat> I remember the even the start of Lee basically hunting for somebody in the first place was they were on the Ferris wheel, and Marin says, I'm hungry. And he's like, oh, got to find somebody. Mm-hmm. And he immediately just started scoping, and he found this one dude, and he was like, all right, found my next victim. So right. he found, it's almost as if like it was an excuse.
2: Like that's what I was saying. Maybe he just,
1: like, found somebody that showed any small tendency of being, like, an asshole. Yeah,
2: no, the guy didn't deserve to die based on being a dick to that kid for two seconds. Right, exactly.
0: So, one of the things I just wanted to note real quick is the fact that this film is actually set somewhere within the mid to late 80s. Because on her birth certificate, it states that she was born in 1970. And also, when you look at, say, the style of the cars and also some of the other elements of the film, stylistically it's set different. And also, her father left her a cassette tape. Yeah. and We were trying
1: to figure out when it was set, so that's a good eye seeing looking at the birth certificate. Yeah, yeah.
0: And thank you. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, where is this film set and how are they able to get away with all this shit? And it makes sense because it's set in like the 80s. Prior to forensics and stuff. Exactly. And one of the things that also stood out too was that if this was set in Monday, there's no fucking way they can get away with this because right. of social media social and media oh, That's a
1: good point. I didn't yeah. even think about that aspect. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's also how they're able to like road trip so effectively and be able to like bounce from place, one place yeah. to another and not get well, tracked as Well, the easily. first,
2: the first, <laughs> I mean, the first hint probably should have been that they take Greyhound buses everywhere. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Should that's
1: people true. people not do that anymore? Uh, well, not, <laughs> not, in
2: the, <laughs> not, not in the same capacity. I've done yeah. that
1: before.
0: Yeah, I mean, in Low 48, like, it definitely is an option that's definitely viable, but it definitely was more of a thing back in the day.
1: No, we definitely were like, it's 90s, 80s, but I didn't even look at the birth certificate date. Yeah, that's a good catch. catch. Uh,
2: Really quick. Yeah. So, there was a moment when, because we were just talking about how he killed this guy that had the family, right? Yes. That begins kind of her spiral, this, this, Mm. yeah, this, this. (laughs) Moral dilemma that she's having, yeah. Where I think she's starting to realize that she can't quite
3: contend with it, live
2: her life in the capacity she thinks she can. Mm. Uh, while this is happening, uh, they are in this guy's car, stolen car, in front of his house because they were going to go stop at his house, where his, you know,
3: t- right. basically Just clean like up at his house previously, yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: as they're having this conversation, the radio is on, and the radio I don't know if either of oh, you yeah. picked up on it. Mm-hmm. The radio is playing a really odd ad advertisement that like, led was me to black believe. Or yeah, 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 it yeah, led yeah. me to believe that this is again has to do with addiction. Yeah, because it's talking yeah. the basically how the advertisement is going is it's like, have you ever smelled black rubber before? Like once you smell like some people have, some people will never smell it. Some people will never have an like I forget the uh, acquired never, taste something never like have that. the acquired taste for yeah. it. But once you have the taste for black rubber, then. Then you're gonna like crave it. I can't I remember like, exactly what it was. Is this
0: like a thing. It's like, but it's why in is the it's, it's in the
2: background. It's very subtle. But yeah. it's again, it follows up with that. Like, once you have the taste of it, then you're gonna you'll need it, and you'll right, right. you'll crave the smell of black rubber. And mm. it's talking it's about sick. tires. It's like a commercial for tires. Yeah. But it's when you're making a movie, everything is deliberate. Yeah, right? Right. So everything's it's,
1: intentional. Yeah,
2: so. Again, I I, yeah. I heard that ad and I was like, okay, so yeah, that yeah. that falls in line with it. This being there was a so metaphor much going on in
1: that scene, why were for you listening addiction? to the radio? Because it's
2: it's prior to the car stopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's and also, prior to the car stopping, there's no sound going on. They're driving, and all you uh, oh, 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 hear is the radio oh, okay. itself. And okay. yeah, all you hear, yeah. all you hear is the radio. And then once they get out, it continues in the background. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You just
1: notice the weirdest things. Not bad weird. Well, Good, it, weird. with a movie yeah.
2: like this. You have I the am many like yeah I'm I'm <laughs> I'm wanting to consume it and yeah. understand it. It's not it's I wouldn't say it's like hyper deep or anything like that, but it's it is a movie that I don't think gives you everything you need to really understand the deeper message. Should yeah. you so, should you be so inclined? Yeah, it's not fun. It's very
0: yeah. like you have to pay attention to it. Yeah,
1: I think and, I was so like turned off by the fact that the pacing in the beginning was just crap. That it was hard for me to like focus on all those other things.
2: Yeah, I guess I was I once I started to, kind of, think about and realize that, this is this is not about cannibalism. Like once oh, I yeah. once that clicked in my mind and it was fairly early on, my mission became what is this movie about? Yeah, so, and so that's, I, a,
1: that's a good point. Real quick,
0: um, one thing I just
1: my wanted, mind did not do that. <laughs> well, one thing
0: I want to note real quick is the reason I mentioned the Dexter bit earlier, because I was just recalling one of the things that made me make that connection. The fact that her father, Marin's father, tried so extensively to not only set the framework and the restrictions to prevent her from having these incidents again, but also just do his best to help raise her, so at least by the time she's 18 she can function on her own, even to the point where it left it the tapes to give her the backstory and everything, it reminds me of Dexter in the sense that in the show Dexter, the father who is a cop or either a detective, or something like that, recognizes that his son is also He's not one a
1: cop or a detective. What is he then? He's like a forensic scientist. You don't even that know what he is. We just. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. Forensic <laughs>
0: scientist. Wait, no. Are you talking about Dexter or his dad? Dexter. No, I'm talking about his dad.
1: Okay. Oh my <laughs> god. Whole,
0: okay,
2: so have this, you not
1: seen New Blood? Okay, can we not? I, can we not. <laughs> so okay, can, if you've watched Dexter New Blood, you would understand why I was confused by what you're right,
3: right, right. okay. <laughs> okay, so real quick.
2: Jesus. So,
1: so,
0: <laughs> so, the Dexter's father is either a cop <laughs> or detective, and he recognizes that his son has a bit of a psychopathic edge where he has capacity to hurt people extensively or even kill them. So, instead of like shunning him, he tries to teach him and create a framework so that he doesn't kill everybody, but try to give him a sense of morality. And that actually sticks with the character throughout the course of the TV show. And it seems like, to a degree, in this movie, that's where it creates that parallel, where she has was raised in the fashion where she has a sense of morality but she's still contending with this compulsion. I do kinda I, love that
1: they did like the parent reversal in this movie. Like I, normally it's the mother that sticks around and raise the child mm, and the dad like I, no, I kinda dead. love that they opposite.
2: If you're making a comparison between and I haven't seen Dexter, but sure. if you're making a comparison between Dexter's hmm. dad and Marin's dad yeah. who raises Marin. Yeah. Um I Disagree.
1: You don't even know. Wait, no. Yeah, here's 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 the reason why.
2: Here's the reason why. Okay. Marin's dad actively, and even in the tapes and what we see of him very briefly, actively is trying to change her to make her not who she is. He isn't giving her guidelines. He is trying to literally cage her. He her window is her window is bolted in. He's really nice. Like it's shown that they have love for each other. Right. But he is not. He is not accepting who she is.
0: Well, okay, hold on, hold on. So, with that point, he, in the tapes, it sounds as if he is even contending with the experience of having a daughter who has this compulsion. He loves her regardless. And Well, he no, no, said,
2: no, he said is, that he loves, he says that he loves her, but he, maybe I didn't love you the way that I should have loved you.
0: Because
1: he... Himself does not know how. I think to that's like a normal thing to say to right. a parent that feels like they may have failed their child. Well, and I'm sure he yeah. feels like he failed his child. Because but, in his
0: but the, eyes, wait, the hold only hold on, hold on, <laughs> in his eyes, it seems as if that he tried the best to his knowledge. But he knows that if only there's more I could do, but I just yeah. don't know what else I could have right. done.
3: Right,
2: and I'm not saying he did a bad job, but the difference that I'm saying is that he didn't, he did not embrace. So I haven't seen. De- I, listen, listen, listen. I, <laughs> fair, fair. Don't I, talk shit I, about Papa Yearly. <laughs> so I, I'm, I haven't seen Dexter, but fair. from what it sounds like, what you're describing, and I don't even want to go into this. It sounds like what you're describing <laughs> is that, like, he understands that his son has these aff- afflictions, right. and rather than um, telling him he can't do these things, he gives him. He tries to craft a a, a world or reality that. Is societally nor- okay. Kind I feel like of. we can't and
1: even compare these two, though. Really, I'm gonna cut you off just because I feel like we can't compare them because mm-hmm. Dexter it has the urge to kill people, just straight up to kill people.
3: Right. Versus
1: Marin is like we've said in the beginning of this podcast. She's kind of cursed with she has to eat, and she has to eat human flesh. Her dad does not understand that.
2: And that's, well, that's what I'm saying. That is exactly, thank you. That's like, I think you're saying the exact same okay. thing yeah. that I'm saying. Is that it's different
1: than having a serial is, killer child.
2: Yes. I, I guess what Although I'm saying. Although Dexter
1: I, was doing good, but he I, was a serial killer. I guess what I'm saying,
2: I guess what I'm saying is that you could make, I don't even want to draw the parallels, but you could, you could make parallels to all sorts of different groups of people where it is not a choice that she is making. It is not that she can just turn it off. It is. It is who she a is. part of her, yeah, It is a yeah. part of her. She does not get to choose to not be a cannibal. Right. She is a cannibal. And he, instead of being, instead of embracing that, and I'm not saying he should, like, kill people for her, but instead of embracing that, he tries his hardest to hide it from society, suppress like that from her. her. For, so, and it, And he does it for the right reasons. He right. does it because he wants to protect her, and he wants to, you know... He tries to change her into a normal person, but the difference is, is that in the, the scenario that this movie sets up is that that is normal for her. Like That is who she is. She is not choosing to be this. She's not a villain. She is this person. And she doesn't get to... Again, you can make parallels. She doesn't so get to
0: choose. The Bex, okay, so... The, the, the yeah, actually, I the, guess
1: the, you the, could or, probably say that about a serial killer, too. Right,
0: and I feel Dexter, to a degree, kind of tries to do something similar, but in a much more extended sense. And when you consider... Now this actually presents an interesting point. A so, serial killer is crafted, though usually I feel like. What do you mean? Like
2: or serial they're killer just crafted. literally
1: psychotic. Right. Yeah.
2: i, I What I mean, I'm saying. The, what I'm saying is, is you. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to draw comparisons, <laughs> but like, I, I just, I, what I'm saying is that I, I think like. A lot of serial killers, yeah, they have darkness to them, but there's a, you can also point to a lot of things in their upbringing that. Right, been, right. 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 I think. That I on. think I'm with that her, she
1: marriage is, and her father is. He simply did not understand, and there was no way he was ever going to yeah. understand.
2: Yeah, right, and again, right. I'm not
0: saying he's a bad guy at all. Right, and I'm I don't saying think she even sees him as a bad he, guy either. No, I don't she think she does either. She her
1: mom, because obviously her mom had own, this gene, right, it or other missing curse, link that or sense. whatever. And now it's and time to get to the big reveal, where crazy, she crazy. meets
2: her mom, yep. who is in an insane asylum, and who ate off both of her arms. That was some you shit. Know. That was my like, heart, damn.
1: My little heart hurt for Marin in that
2: moment, though. Well, that means that the movie was doing a good job. <laughs> what
1: the fuck? I mean, in that moment, yeah. I mean, when you look at it as a child just trying to figure out life and trying to figure out where you come from, Yeah. obviously I can relate to that. I yeah. met my father when I was almost 18 years old, so about mm-hmm. the same age as Marin. Mm-hmm. Um, And I can only imagine if I went and traveled across the country to meet my father and he was a literally a crazy person. Right. Like, the idea you have in your head when you wait, want wait, to wait
2: hold on well I, you know go ahead and finish what you were gonna yeah. say but
1: the idea that you have in your head when you're going to meet this parent that you don't know like you're excited you're mm-hmm. like hopeful yeah and then to like meet that parent and then not be any of those yeah, things I, I can't i it's can't like
2: even imagine but here's yeah. here's it
3: made unrelated my heart sad but
2: yeah okay un... but it made my heart sad and i've never experienced that and you said, "Eh," when I said that. Does that not make this like? Is that does that not mean that the movie is working? I'm not trying to allude to the movie being amazing, but does that not mean that the movie's done no, its job? No, you're,
1: you're right. If you can, if a,
2: <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if a movie can elicit any sort of emotional reaction from the audience, it's doing and it's right. it's yeah. doing something right, yeah, for you and me who are in two totally different positions, like as far as that is. is for us both to have the similar reaction, wouldn't that mean that it was written well and it was performed well? And it scene at, at least in that aspect. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not trying to say the whole movie, uh, but I'm saying if if it pulled that off, is that not worth recognizing that that no, is? No, I yeah. agree. Movie, I'm not saying
1: like. Don't get me wrong. You I'm not well, the reason this... I
2: said I said isn't that you went eh. immediately when I asked. So that's why I was like, I, I feel like I need to expand on that.
1: No, I I mean I agree. Like, there's aspects of this movie that. They, they do a really good job, and then there's that as they really don't. It shows
0: the film's not entirely deficient in being able to be... I think they had me. the right
1: besides idea. Pacing. I besides, just don't think they, like, pacing. pulled it off.
0: Besides, besides pacing, what didn't
2: work for you, just since we're, we're there don't
1: now? I It just didn't work for me. Was I it? think, no. honestly, I think the cannibalism thing didn't work.
0: You recommend this movie. Goddamn
1: it. I know. This was my pick. I was... Uh, I was full on ready to like love this movie. I was like, this is a Shannon movie. (laughs) And I don't know what it, I don't know. It didn't work for me. Well, okay. So pacing and just like, I feel like the cannibalism in this movie. And maybe it's just because I didn't see like the underlying meaning, Mm. but I feel like it was like very forced. It didn't need to be there. Really? And there wasn't a lot of it. So it was like, why, why do you is have Why even have it's it?
2: Because it, it, act, like it, like Taylor like this said, movie, and like, like I this said, like
1: this movie, this movie reminds me of like Moonlight almost, like the pacing and like mm. the story and just like the com- the coming of life and whatever, mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Moonlight, mm-hmm. and me and Oliver have watched that, mm-hmm. but then they throw in cannibalism it!
2: <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because I kind of think... I Maybe kind I just of, need
1: to watch it again, but it just didn't yeah, work for me. I don't know.
2: I, I kind of think that it's it's using cannibalism. So so what Moonlight uses is the main character's gay, right, in, in, in Moonlight, mm-hmm. and it's using that as a vessel of telling this this kind of coming-of-age story, embracing-who-you-are mm-hmm. mm-hmm. story. I think what Bones and All is trying to do, and I'm not saying it needs to work, but I think what it's trying to do... Is tell a very similar story, coming of age, accepting who you are, but in something that is not necessarily relatable to anybody. So maybe in that way, is relatable to everybody. Yeah, Because yeah. it's not, it's not necessarily. Ooh, fair. As, yeah, yeah. as.
1: I feel like and I don't, I don't love when movies just like throw it in your face what it's about. But I feel like there could have been more moments in this movie that showcased. Like we said earlier, the relationship progressing right. and, like, the underlying metaphor, if there was one. I don't know. It just, like, it
0: well, felt weird. So, hmm. the fact that Oliver just mentioned this actually really helps kind of clarify a bit more of what this movie is trying to translate here. Because what it really is trying to show is, that what the cannibalism is showcasing, like, being on the fringe of society. Being on that, you know, literally the outskirts of things. And you know it. <clears throat> but... As you go through this journey of going out on your own, being an adult and like, you know, experiencing the world, you encounter other people that are also in the same mindset slash group aspect that's also on the fringe, but they're experiencing it in different degrees. Some have been doing it for decades, others that are still relatively new to it and others. So you're like trying to figure out not only yourself, but how you fit in in this Mm -hmm. weird group aspect. And just trying to figure a lot of shit out, as well as your background of where the fuck this even comes from in the first place. Right. So, I think in what this movie's trying to do and trying to reflect that, the cannibalism is a bit extreme. But I can understand, not, through this discussion, how it's trying to use it as a vehicle of indicating the how extreme or how isolating it can be. Right. Like, and I, like, I, f- and
1: I feel like it, can, it could have take... worked. I feel like it could have worked... I just don't know if their approach. The so, like, yeah, their execution yeah. was a right but like, way. But
2: lem- I guess I guess mm. you know, and I'm not saying I disagree with how you feel about the movie. But right. arguing on the behalf of the movie, um, you just said like the cannibalism feels weird. It feels like it. It's a kind of a, a backseat. I don't know how you put it. You basically said like it's not. It's in the movie, but it feels forced in it, right? But I would almost argue remove cannibalism from this and put, I don't know, like let, with a the theme that I was thinking, put heroin addiction in, boom. And all of a sudden, recontextualizes the entire movie, but also doesn't rec- recontextualize it at all. And it's a movie about being addicted. But really think addicted. about like, that. Yeah, I, I have like, a lot. <laughs> if
1: somebody is addicted to heroin, yep. that is their life.
2: And it is, it's all of and these
1: people's life. And it is on display 24-7. I, I don't, I don't. It It is.
2: I don't think that maybe. heroin addiction is necessarily for everybody. I think,
1: no. I think, I
2: think, I think, maybe okay. if
1: we're talking about like weed wait, or wait, something. No no, 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 but, look, marijuana. no,
2: but, but it, but addiction, whatever, maybe not heroin, but addiction has many different forms and many different stages that it takes people. And it can right. be, it, you can be just getting addicted to something and you are in, you are Marin. Or you can be Sully, and it's been your entire life, right. and you are now addicted. You, you can't survive and without you're, it. Really and you have
0: distorted from like And, yeah, you are completely removed yeah. from society because yeah. so, now you saying, are... I see what you're saying, because if you use the heroin as an example, replace cannibalism with heroin, and you try to reform, reformulate this entire movie using heroin. So, Marin, someone that's just getting into it, the parent just rejected them because it's like, well, said, okay, I can't help you with this anymore. Here's the background of your life, so that you can figure shit out. <clears throat> and through the course of it, she encounters others who have gone through this because there is this thing like you can sense other people have gone through certain shit because that is a thing to a degree. And she encounters this older person who actually has gone through the experience, give her some guidance of like what to deal do and how to deal with certain things. She moves on and she finds this young cat. All that jazz. Like the same sp- story beats, but replace the element itself. I can see it working and. The addiction itself is just a vehicle of expressing, hey, these are characters are dealing with a certain unique aspect of their lives, but they're still people.
2: Well, and I don't – and I think that, again, it doesn't have to be heroin, but that was like the right, know, right, right. the addictive drug it, I, I could it. think yeah, yeah, of. But yeah. I, I truly, truly believe that you can take this movie yeah. and you could remove the, the violent parts because there, there's really not that many – yeah. And you could insert every time they mention eating someone or cannibalism with replace it with something. Replace yeah. it with something that is addictive or whatever, or or maybe it doesn't have to be. i I'm, I'm not but disagreeing all, but, with but you. i just like the cannibalism
1: didn't work for me. Are you and, talking about
0: like the way that the cannibalism was used in the in the aspect of this film particularly Yeah, was not I, executed I,
1: effectively. Yeah.
0: Okay, I can see. So that actually presents an interesting point. Cannibalism in the course of this film as an element to be incorporated. To explore this type of story, could have been done better, and if so, how? I I, I
1: don't know how. but yeah, it so could've.
0: I <laughs> I, uh,
2: I I I don't know. I I'm not saying that I think it's it's a perfect movie, and I and I and I think <laughs> no. that I understand. Uh, like I honestly agree with like almost all the points that you've like, made, Shannon, prior up to this this point. But I guess like I I just. I respect what the movie is trying to do yeah. in, in creating this thing, it, and it couldn't be heroin. It couldn't be for the story. And again, I'm speaking out of my ass because I don't know what the director's intentions were. But yeah. I, it couldn't be something that that does exist in modern society. It ha- like, it had and I'm not saying cannibalism really doesn't exist, but it has to be something that.
1: God, I hope it doesn't exist.
2: Well, it, I mean, mm. it, I'm sure it does, right? But <laughs> but more so, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it had to be. It had to be something that 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 told this this story that almost like basically no one can relate to but everyone can relate to the feeling that these people are going through Mm. in a way and 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 it had to be something obscure and weird and and maybe it didn't have to be cannibalism but i think that choosing for it to be cannibalism is a is a interesting and I think fairly brilliant choice because it is um, you don't have to be in their shoes to immediately know that this is morally reprehensible. And also gives it like a to, to, to it. You I know? almost does.
1: feel like it needed to show more cannibalism. For it for to be justified, work. for it to be I, I disagree
0: yeah.
1: but but I've been dying to talk about this part of the movie. Oh, shit, okay. The very end. Ah, yes. Bones and all. What did that mean to you, and what did the ending mean to you? Yeah, okay, so
2: so I kind of want to explain what happens to the ending before just describing. it. So basically... We
1: can do that, but...
2: So basically after... I mean, she runs into Sully again. He's been, like, tracking her, essentially, and, and it becomes very clear that Sully is... Obsessed. Obsessed with her.
1: In love.
2: And she kind of... Runs away from him. Uh, She had kind of broken up with Lee for a little bit. Tracks Lee down Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And they decide to drive across the country. And wherever their car breaks down, they're going to set up and live. And be normal. It's kind of the way she describes it. We're going to be normal people. Um, They're living this normal life. She has a job. They're reading. It seems like everything's great. And then eventually one day she comes home. And Sully is there. And he basically. I mean, I think it's alluded to he was going to try and rape her.
0: Seems that that's like what it he was seemed like, but at the same time it's like, okay, so yes, that was like through his behavior. And, and I don't even yeah.
2: I don't even know that you, we need to super dive into it. He right, pins right. her down to the bed with right, a knife right. to her throat.
1: Yeah. And he's moving de- his body in weird was, ways was, and He's, he's, in, de- de- desperate de- he's yeah. in desperate need of connection. He's in
0: desperate need of... The dialogue itself, because I'm trying to use as much evidence from the film itself as it's trying to give me to figure out what the fuck was going on. But... He says explicitly that when she notes that her and Leah to, uh, her and Leah together he's like I don't care about that. You know stuff about me. And that's when I was like is that really why you're here? Cuz everything else is cuz something completely different. But he notes specifically that you know stuff about me, the fact that he's neater or the fact that he even exists. Yeah. And well and like, they
1: he mm. he does talk about that he's never eaten with somebody before. Right. Right. Well, so he, that like
2: he's never I off. think it's yeah he's never dried, oh, dried off, off with somebody before which is basically oh, when yeah, you yeah
1: that's right because I was like what
2: when yeah. when you basically when you're done eating someone you're covered in their blood and, and drying off is is you you know you you sit with somebody afterwards and right. dry off and so I think it's alluded to the fact that maybe he's either killed eaters before or well he that, even said
0: that was his well mm, there's an indication that maybe that was a lie but there's also I think there. it was a
2: lie yeah he,
0: anyways, the, this, yeah, this scene. A, the scene happens, yeah, yeah. And there's
2: and there's a lot of ambiguity with Sully, but he he's, she's in a bad spot. Yeah, he's gonna do something bad to her. It seems. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Lee comes through the door, puts a bagger over his head, begins strangling him. She fights him off, and he stabs Lee in the lung. Yeah, and yeah. they end up killing Sully. And it's clear after killing him that that Lee's not gonna make it. Yeah, he's punctured his lung. They can't really go, they can't call the ambulance because there's blood everywhere, Mm -hmm. and they can't, whatever. Tries to take him to the the hospital. He says, no, like, eat me. I want you to eat me bones and all. Yeah, Right? Mm -hmm. And it's shown that she starts to eat him. And then the last shot of the entire movie is them both naked in a past shot Mm -hmm. um, of them embracing each other, kind of looking over this beautiful sunset.
3: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: What I felt like bones and all means is it's like the expression like warts and all like accepting somebody or accepting Mm. things for who they are wholeheartedly seeing someone clearly. And it's eating someone bones and all is, is a a expression or whatever you might want to call it of kind of like she eats him. And now they are like one, one it's, it's being with someone 100% like, yeah, the, the right. full yeah, picture. Like,
0: full connection, immersion. Two, and that right, last shot ma- is
2: what made me feel that. Like, now they're connected in a way that it's like the full connection. Right.
0: Yeah. Int- uh, so, I get what you're saying, but one thing that comes to mind, there's a middle shot in between those. There's the shot where she eats them, and then the shot at the very end where they're embracing each other. There's a the middle shot where it shows the place that they were at. Privacy, they show shots of it all bloodied and everything, because... Entire encounter Mm happened, but then it shows it cleaned up and like pristine, and
2: -hmm. she's moved on.
0: And she's moved on. So, is that an indication that you know she's moved on, she's living her life? Yeah, to me, to me, it's to me, it's that she
2: didn't go to jail, right? It's it's an indication (laughs) that she cleaned up, moved on, and is continuing to move on. But that that next scene of them together is that they're still together,
0: right? In in a metaphorical, okay, that's what I thought too. I was just Mm -hmm. curious if you had something similar, but yeah, that's uh,
2: I I also think that that last scene again references addiction being that you can't ever fully escape it like addiction you can't like it's it's or or maybe not even addiction but like maybe maybe addiction's not the right word maybe it's like who you really are maybe that's like the better way to describe well, it than addiction to begin with because so, they do their best to leave this life behind kind of they are no longer eating people they are but living normal lives but it it literally chases after them and now they are I don't want to say back to where they were at before, but like you can't escape who you really are. Maybe that's like so
0: the, that begs the question. Cause one of the critiques that would come immediately to mind as was all that is, if what you really are is something that legitimately causes suffering in one aspect or another, what do you do with that? How do you contend with that?
2: You there's, I mean, there are situations where I don't know. I don't know that it, it causes suffering all the time.
3: Hmm.
0: Well, that's the interesting thing. that's where the concept of having rules comes into play, right? Because right. you're trying to come up with a framework that helps minimize the suffering that you're inflicting to others, right? But at the same time, it's still something that's considered heavily taboo for a reason. And this is why this is why it had to be cannibalism because you don't have
2: you don't have to live in modern society. You don't have to do whatever to know right. that eating another human being is a taboo, not okay thing. Right, Because exactly. as humans, we naturally you know. i talking about?
1: I do that all the time. Yeah, I know you do. Jokes on you, I was like, Every time we made you dinner. <laughs> the Cannibal Club. Yeesh.
2: You're next, buddy. I wonder
1: if
0: it tasted
2: a bit weird. No, but Just like, as, well, as, <laughs> as humans, we can natu- we naturally, yeah. it's ingrained in us to know that we you shouldn't do that. Right. As a human, we can empathize with another human and know that we should not eat them. Right. I'm not so disagreeing
1: like, with that aspect. I just think that it could have been executed differently. I think the same story could have happened,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just executed differently. Like,
0: there's a way that they could have gone about it, whether it's adding or removing certain yeah. elements that could have helped.
1: And I don't know, because I don't make movies, so I don't know how how <laughs> yeah. you would have done it, but I'm just saying I didn't I want think that me. this
0: movie,
2: reading articles on it, I think that this movie left a lot of people um, feeling seen and not not like, really? mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you should read articles. And yeah. I don't mean like a lot of people are like, oh, shit, I'm a cannibal. <laughs> but like, <laughs> more so uh, more, more so just hard. like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, finally a movie I talks about me. I want to eat people. <laughs> right? But more so what I mean is like, I think this movie it it's more so like it makes, it's that like you said, that isolation, yeah. like it, it makes people that have feel, like, have felt othered scene.
0: Right. And, hell, one element that really, like, stood out, because I feel like... And hopeful, we, too. Right. She find, you know, she finds her person. Right. And one thing that is recognized with movies or just any type of story is that the key message is kind of, like, reflected several times, if it's a, they actually know what they're doing when it comes to the writing story. And the most poignant point in the film that really stood out was when she, Marin was reading the letter from her mother. And... I think this one line really stands out.
1: And then the her w- mother attacked her? Yes. Where, <laughs> where <laughs> the, la- the last line's like, I'm gonna kill you, bitch. No, 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 no. So, the
0: one thing that
2: really stood out... In <laughs> no, this but line, it really does say, like, I'm gonna end you. Right, right, right.
0: But, <laughs> the, the one line that really stands out is that in the world of love, it is not a place for monsters. Yeah. And that was like, yeah. shit. Yeah, that, that's the line right there. That's the line that really, like, encapsulates the experience of the film right there, is that how do you function as this person...
2: Sully if says, you "Want that love?" Well, Sully says the same thing too. Like, oh, is his like, love enough? Like, basically, and,
1: and mm. they talk about like in this movie, yeah, her mom was crazy, but her mom also wasn't really crazy. Like, she was born with this the same compulsion, curse, the same compulsion, and, and also, they, they talk adopted, about like too. there's three different ways to approach this. Yeah. You are locked up, you kill yourself, or you survive.
3: Right. Right. Exactly. And yeah.
1: It's exactly what they portray but throughout even, this whole movie. But I'll
0: say with that too, even if you do survive, there's a branch with that too. So you either become Sully, you become the really hardcore in depth stuff, like the two like random ones that they encountered, or you become Marion and Lee, where yeah. you're trying your best to not be too far gone. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating.
2: Ultimately, yeah, ultimately it's that you can't escape who you really are.
1: Ultimately, don't eat people.
2: Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I do want to. I do want <clears throat> I think we're, we've 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 talked ad nauseum, but there's yeah. one thing that I did want to. If this if this recording is a time capsule of my feelings on this movie, then yeah. I have to put this out there. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did find stellar throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. besides like the cinematography, is the sound design is crazy. It goes mm-hmm. hard, like the the sounds that you can hear, like the sounds of them eating is fucking oh God, gross so and like
3: mm-hmm.
2: when any when anyone is like there's a couple scenes where people are talking in front of refrigerators or like um like what opens the fridge and you can hear like the hum of the fridge mm, like that level of detail. it adds like yeah. it adds a level of like ominous mm-hmm. to yeah. the speed like he opens it at a point where he's kind of talking about like eating people it's and funny
1: because like i didn't even like i subconsciously picked up on that because there's a moment where when we were watching this, Yuki got up and like started freaking out.
3: And I said to
1: Oliver, I was like, She's creeped out by the noise. And it was during a moment of them feeding. Oh
3: shit. And I yeah, was like, it's it it just
1: like a creepy when, noise.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when Sully is cutting open these uh two chickens two chickens, like, yeah. you can hear them like cracking the bones yeah, and like yeah. slicing it. And it's the sound design is so unnerving. I mean, yeah. in that same scene when they you know, Sully and her eat that lady uh, flies start together. gather. Yeah. You can hear oh, them yeah, one the by flies one. Oh, yeah, flies were yeah. pissing
1: me off. Yeah. I felt like I was like, <laughs> I want to swat them away. Right. <laughs> and it's just,
2: I think it's something that I, I just want to champion and call out because
1: mm-hmm. yeah, no, I the, agree di- the difference
2: between like excellent sound design and just normal sound design can mean all the difference. Yeah. But this movie really is a, like.
1: I think there's a lot of things that this movie did amazingly at. Right. And then there's just some things that didn't work too. Technically,
2: for like on a technical level, it was beautiful. It's it's really well crafted. Right. You know? Like yeah. they knew what they were doing and and I, acting is great, I think
0: across the board. Agreed. Yeah. And
3: I
2: feel I like I
1: feel like Marin looked a little too young. I didn't I mean, feel she's, that way. She's, mm. she's supposed to be
0: 18 in the film, so I was like, "Have you seen any
2: 18-year-olds decides on TikTok or?" Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on that. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue that, but in comparison to Timothy oh, Chalamet... I think she just looked a little
0: too young. When Timothy Chalamet, I, he, he I think young the reason why they well. like, cast him in those type of roles is because he has a bit of like a younger like look he does to him. Like, have a he... face. Yeah.
1: She definitely looked way younger than him. In my I opinion. mean, to a degree,
0: but like, he's also supposed to be a little older than her. Yeah, he most likely is like in the film, like maybe like early twenties oh, at most, maybe. He looked like
1: mid twenties. I didn't pick up on that. I wait, no, wait, that's just me. I in didn't. the
0: film. <laughs> okay, so Kayla mentioned that in the film that the incident with the father was like. Three four years ago, and if I bet if I rewatch the film, I could Kayla actually. Kayla is his age. Lee's he was sister, sister, which we yeah.
1: haven't really introduced that because that's oh, a whole lot Oh yeah, other thing. and it
0: was actually kind of sad because I. So one thing to note is that at near the end of the film, when Lee and Marin are dealing with Sully, it is revealed that after Sully is killed, that he actually got to Kayla, and that part of me is like, ah, oh, fuck, well, Kayla. And, and honestly, like,
2: I and, I, and I and I honestly, like, I I I. Lee's relationship, although it's it's Lee's relationship with Kayla, although it's not really shown a whole lot, it did like that. I did feel for that relationship oh, too. Yeah, there's, a mo- sure. there's a moment. There's a moment. Well, basically, he comes in and out of town. He comes because oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. not really supposed to be in town, and he comes he's in a town protective and you're
1: like older brother, yeah. And they had oh, yeah. an he, abusive father, and mm-hmm. he, he, he he did what he had to do. He wants to, take care, to he wants take care. He wants to take care it.
2: of his little sister. Yeah, and like the scene when Marin breaks up with him, and he calls her, and he's crying on the phone. It's, like, pretty heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's, you like, know, a
0: pretty heartbreaking you know scene. I think another thing I realized, too, this was something that went through my mind when watching the final scene of Lee, like, basically dying. When, so, Marin first realizes that Kayla's most is dead because she sees a brand of her mm-hmm. hair in this. So, Sully, the thing that also adds to the creepy factor of this character is that he collects strands of hair of each of his victims, and he combines it into this singular braid. But that's like eight feet long. And I, I want to let you finish that. But
2: I, it, it, adds to the creepiness. But it also is explained in a way mm-hmm. where it makes he sense wants to him. Remember he wants to remember everybody. the people he's eaten.
1: Yeah, he it like makes it seem like he has good intentions. Yeah, for
2: yeah. It. I want. I just want to add that additional sure. context that it seems yeah, when yeah. he explains it to Marin that. Everyone has their different way of coping with it. Basically, yeah. kind of the way that it. he's it. coping right, with right, 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 people. Right. His way of honoring them is, is keeping the this yeah. this like rope of hair. Yeah, and yes, it is very creepy. But I think in that moment, it's it's supposed to be this like sincere thing. I
0: agree with you, and yeah. the fact that you just mentioned it in an articulate in that sense that makes more sense. So yeah, no, I, I can see it from that perspective. So when Marin sees that Kayla's hair is a part of the strand, she's like, oh she's like, oh no, this has happened. And then she reveals it to Lee, who's like collapsing because he can't breathe anymore. And he sees it's like, fuck, he got Kayla. And it was at that instant where I'm curious if Lee, as a character, he was like, fuck that's it. That's where I'm- he's
1: like, just kill me. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: That's not, like, fuck I, it, I'm It's done. funny
1: because I was just about to ask you that. If yeah. that's what you got out of it, like... Yeah if he would have fought a little bit harder had that not happened.
0: Right. Like, if, if it was one of those cases where, like, Kayla was still around and he's like, it seems I like gotta he, keep going! I gotta keep going! As much
1: as Marin was, like, they were in a relationship and they loved each other, Kayla was his life.
0: Yeah, he even well, said it in, in the movie that if it wasn't for Kayla, he would have outed himself. Yeah. He would have killed him himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So
1: I think in that moment, he was he was, he was done. He yeah, was, I at, didn't, he was at peace and he was like, Fuck it. There's nothing you can do for me? Just... Bones and all, bitch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet.
2: Yeah, yeah and I, I like ever again dying, I can't wanna
1: be like Oliver Bones and All. Oh, and then
2: I'll God. fucking devour you <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, oh, everyone my... listening. Yeah. Just kidding, I'm not gonna chant in. No, but I <laughs> I guess, like again, I can't help but like circle back and say the fact that you say that that is sweet is a testament to the movie because it's literally talking about eating another human being. I I
1: mean, I agree. I just
2: want to like I yeah. I'm not saying this is a perfect movie and we'll get to ratings here soon, but yeah. I want to champion the things that it does well because it does right. a, it does a lot of things really well. Yeah. And I think it's easy that, yeah. to bag on it for the weird stuff and but like yeah. the fact that any of us feel any sort of sympathy for these fucking cannibals exactly. <laughs> is a testament to the movie. No,
0: yeah. I can agree with that because it's one thing to be able to try to tackle something that's wrestling with a lot of like taboo elements and still find a means to create a level of sympathy with the characters and the film does actually create that in several occasions because a lot of the experiences these you know main characters going through are things that we can relate to that sense of trying to understand where you come from trying to find that thread of connection of what made you who you are through familial units and stuff like that trying to find connection with others who have gone through something similar trying to understand how to deal with these things it's yeah. a lot of those similar elements of Trying to send it, find that sense of belonging, connection, love—your place in the world—exactly. Yeah. And this film does go through that. And the th- difficulty, I bet, a lot of people will have, is the fact that cannibalism is a factor because, mm-hmm. like, it is obviously a taboo element. But take that as a grain of salt, and I think even the film in itself does that. Where, as we talked about earlier, there's not a lot of cannibalism that we would think would. It be, is. It, it kind of takes it as a grain of salt. You
1: because, would think yeah, that, as that as there'd be more cannibalism. I than
0: I, than
2: I don't. Is. I really don't think there's that much. I mean, I don't think like, I can this, say factually. <laughs> factually, there's not much cannibalism, yeah. right? And it's they there, they but... don't even. I mean, they talk about it, but right. I I think they don't talk about it as much as you would think in a two-hour runtime. Yeah.
3: They yeah. don't treat
0: it as something as blasé, like ah, fuck it. I mean, it's not but the main just, thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's
0: at. I have
2: one
1: point. Period. That's not the main yeah. thing. I have
2: one right. question before mm-hmm. we get to you know our normal questions mm-hmm. is this movie a horror movie or a romance movie it's a romance it's movie with romance. Thriller. no 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 nope. i don't want to hear with if you go to I block think it's you, went, you, went, you went, no 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 you went to net you went to netflix you went to blockbuster i'm trying to think of my zoomers and my i would, I, you go to I netflix blockbuster yeah you go to wait, i would Blasters. put it i would
1: put in it. it in romance yeah,
3: yeah okay. i agree romance but and romance not a i
1: think movie. most people would i think like if you were to walk into a blockbuster, I think it would be in horror. It, I would put it in I, romance, but I think they would put it in horror.
0: There's not enough of. What is the, it
1: actually? I don't
0: know. It's, it's literally classified as, like, at least on Amazon, it's classified as like romance slash horror. But in reality, it is more of a romance movie than anything else. The horror elements is literally a sprinkle on top. So it's definitely more of a romance movie. All right,
1: ready? Drum roll, play. Yeah, okay, it is. Yeah, you're not going to find... it, right, Yeah,
0: it
2: is. Oh,
1: my God. It, I just looked
2: it up. It is a horror romance.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: So that yeah, is, that's how that,
2: that is. classified. That's what it's classified as. But I was thinking about that because I, I have this movie now. Do they now. put
3: horror
1: first because alphabetically, horror goes first?
0: I mm. don't...
2: Or do
1: they put you horror know this, first because horror is the main element?
0: You know what this reminds me of? So, a horror romance movie that's kind of similar. Horns, uh the one with Daniel Radcliffe. might oh, fall okay. into that, too. And also... There was another one where it was a zombie-based one. Shaun of the Dead?
1: No, no. you're thinking
2: of uh, Warm Bodies. Yes. That oh, one. that's
1: what I meant, Warm Bodies. And then Shaun there's another of the one. Dead. Oh, I loved Warm Bodies, and when we were in Denmark Airport during COVID, that's all I could think about was Warm Bodies. Okay, that's funny. And then also
0: there's a third one that comes in mind that kind of falls into the horror romance thing, in case you want to dive into this genre for whatever silly-ass reason. Um, there was another one where it was literally a story about people's heads being, like, well, people just literally blowing up randomly and this was in the midst of a high school. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah, little... okay, so there's literally a movie where there's this random occurrence where, like, these high school students literally just, like, spontaneously blow the fuck up and it makes no like, goddamn <laughs> sense.
2: Like, literally just, like... Okay. All right, we no, gotta like... stop this. Yeah, we gotta... Right, Taylor, hold on, hold on. No, no, no.
1: Why no. Would... What would you rate this movie? You just movie? want to cut straight to it. I just want to cut straight through it. it. I just, I'm dying to know and I don't want to be first. Taylor, what would you rate this? romance movie
0: three out of five
1: okay
3: honestly
0: yeah okay. shannon what would you rate no it? what would you rate it I no
1: i to be last
0: no
2: because ah, you're gonna be I'm the gonna lowest
1: be you don't know that yeah i do no go,
2: ahead. go. yeah go ahead <laughs> go. can i guess do you need your to, like <laughs> yeah, <bonus>? if, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> if i guess if i guess your rating will you then tell me what your rating is if i get it right yeah okay it's two and a half nope two
3: mm-hmm
2: you give this a two out of five two
1: out of five okay I well now you have to
2: explain yourself
1: I think I've explained myself that.
2: <laughs> no, you, you've really only made I feel like a couple of points as to
1: Yeah, well those couple of points of made five. it a two out of five for Very me. Very
2: interesting. Me personally, I've been I've been kind of struggling with it because mm. it's a movie that I've like since watching it, even if we hadn't watched this for the podcast, it's occupied like a little microcosm of yeah, my brain yeah, yeah. since watching it.
1: But I feel like I every feel... movie does that for you. No.
2: Um, no, not not at all. all right, no. Whenever you put on the invitation, which
1: is a horror movie, I immediately wanna, if you want to watch a good vampire movie, I immediately Brad, wish Brad, I could.
2: Don't. I wish I could open up the top of my head and bleach the part of my brain.
0: Just like Mike will be like, there we go. let's
2: go. god. god. The, okay, no, no, no. no, no, I no. Won't. Yeah, I'm please don't. No. The the point that I'm making is that I. Yeah, yeah, I think about movies a lot. Like it's yeah. just part of me loving movies. Yeah. But but it takes a special movie for it to kind of be sticky like that. Like be in my mind for a while after watching it. Yes, I I will always think about a movie after watching it, but yeah. for it for me to kind of like
3: or sit to, here like, and mull on yeah, it and and, yeah. and
2: and think about it and almost want to watch it again not for answers, but like to see how I feel towards it and Yeah. It's it takes a special movie. Mm-hmm. So I but I also have a lot of issues with it. I don't think it's perfect. I mm-hmm. I I think it's like pacing and the mm. connection, all the things you've talked about for the past like we're going on two hours now. God damn. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's like another men
1: episode. Yeah, no, Is I...
2: it that's all suffice to say that I was struggling between a three or a three and a half. Yeah. And and
1: wait, what did you give a Taylor three? Three. three? Okay.
2: I think I think I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah. I think I'm gonna stick yeah. with a three. I I yeah. I think I you know you could make an argument either way you yeah. it could be a three and a half and you know maybe tomorrow I wake up it's a three and a half and then maybe the day after that it's a three like it i'm on the edge but i i could see it either way and i, I just think that it's not for me it's not a two two star movie yeah. i think it, it does too many things really well for me to give it that mm-hmm. but it does do things there are things that could be improved that that keep it from being higher than so a three that begs now. the
0: question for shannon is the reason why it's a two movie for you is that because the pacing and the connection, the foundation, of the connection between the two main characters was so just botched from your perspective that you're like, "Fuck it, I can't carry on with this." Leading the film. witness. So what? What? <laughs> is leading, leading the witness. Oh my god! No, it's like a, it's like a what was it a term used it's a in the like courtroom? Courtroom term. Yeah. Uh, it's well. like you're trying to lead someone to have a certain, <laughs> certain kind of interpretation or answer so that you can. Justify your own case,
1: yeah. I think that's kind of what, <laughs> what originally <laughs> ruined it for me. I shouldn't say ruined because it didn't ruin the movie for me.
3: Yeah.
1: I went into this movie with high hopes mm-hmm. and right off the bat I felt like those high hopes were crushed a little bit because of the pacing <laughs> of the movie.
3: Yeah.
1: And then I just and maybe watching it a second time I'd feel differently mm-hmm. but I just didn't think cannibalism needed to be there. Right. Like the and again, that probably just... could have been, I probably might change my mind now going into it, like thinking about different metaphors. That's just how I feel. Yeah,
2: it's just... It and just... I could
1: 100% see other people feel oh, yeah, that way.
2: I mean, a oh, question yeah. a question that we ask in every podcast is, do you think that this movie is for everyone? And immediately no. it's no. a no. Immediately no. it's a no. Dude. I think majority I, of people <laughs> probably not. No. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. No. I'd, I'd say...
0: Your average
2: moviegoer
1: probably... 60 Yeah, I, I yeah. would agree
0: with that, probably. Actually, funny enough, I think that's like the way the rating is set on Amazon. At yeah. least it's sixty forty. Really? I think it
2: has pretty net positive ratings from what yeah, I am yeah. saying. But yeah. but yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think it's for everyone. I do think that it is the cannibalistic part of this movie does make it hard to approach for a lot yeah. of people. But I just can't help... If, if there's one thing that I want to leave, it's like I can't help but think that what this movie is trying to... Achieve in its message. I can't think of something else that would achieve that in the same I th- way. I
1: think they could have just made small little tweaks to this movie. Because that don't... would have made all of the difference. I think the movie. Mm-hmm. And I probably said this a million times, but I just like want to <laughs> preface yeah. again that this movie has all the right elements to be a great movie. Mm. I just don't think it this was, like, same, fully executed. This same
2: director... Correctly. The same director made Call Me By Your Name, which is about two boys falling oh, in wait, love in Shil- summer. Oh, wait, that's another
0: sh- Timothy Chalamet yep. movie, right? It's
2: about two two boys falling in love yeah. one summer, and I think actually I to check like that. the movie out,
0: because I heard some interesting That's things. probably
2: yeah. your more mainstream version of a very similar story yeah. that you yeah. could visit by the same director.
0: So, that begs the question. <clears throat> Do you think, as a result of this discussion, that because we've had different interpretations and perspectives as a result of the various scenes in this film does it help you see things from a different way where you could appreciate it more or does it still have that you know expanse of like eh, nah this this film eh. Eh, I don't
1: know
0: damn I don't know I
1: feel
2: I feel a bit like this movie for you was probably doomed from the start Doof. only because I, it sounds like from what you've said in this podcast and I'm not saying it's a bad thing I do the same thing all the time. You went in with high expectations yeah. wanting something that this movie didn't deliver mm. on. Um, which well, I would what, argue... Again,
1: like What's hard is like, minor little tweaks it would have been the movie I wanted it to be. What did you want from this film?
2: Can I say something really quick though? Mm. You say minor, but then you gave it beneath a two and a half, which is yes, be 50%. Yes, I
1: feel like minor mm. tweaks would have made this like a almost perfect movie. That's so wild. I, but because that they, is so because wild, they didn't that's a three do that, star it, difference. it So wait, wait. It's,
2: it's a like, three-star difference for minor. Like that,
1: that's I'm what, saying, okay, that's what's okay. Yeah. That's issues, so crazy to yeah. me. Oh my God, we're just gonna, we gotta cut this podcast episode because nobody's gonna listen to us talk for over two hours. But what I am You're saying, supposed- what I am saying is, this, the smallest of change could have made the biggest of difference. And what? And here's
2: and here, yeah. And here's what I'm saying is that the part that's so crazy to me, and I'm not trying to change your opinion. I think two you're is not. okay. <laughs> it's so wild to me that it that is wild. You, I don't think I've you, ever felt this
1: way about a movie. Oh wow!
2: Let me finish. <laughs> you are you're 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 a half star, but three stars away from perfect. But you keep describing it as like, minor changes that could make this yeah, perfect for I'm, you. because
1: I'm not going to change my answer No, I know, that.
2: I know, but what? But the part that I'm struggling with with my caveman unga <laughs> Boonga brain is that you are like, it's not like you're like, oh, I've got a lot of issues and they add up to making, it's like you're telling me that there's like these tiny little bits well, the, that if they were changed would make this not a two and a half, a five star so movie. Maybe not
1: a five, but maybe a 4.5. So, Holy the, the way, shit. The way I
0: envision it is like, imagine you have like you're looking into a no gear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! No, imagine, imagine you're looking into like this giant like machine, and it's all working on gears, right? And there's like two fucking gears that being a little bitch,
1: and that's a little and thing it breaks to... everything. Right, exactly, it's like these two fucking gears. Thank you, Taylor. That's not like leading the, the witness.
0: <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> let's this. So. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like understanding from that understanding. Yes. If it wasn't for those two fucking gears, the entire thing would work yes, just fine. Okay. Exactly.
2: I guess, I, I guess thanks to Taylor's analogy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oliver <laughs> just hates to listen to me. But <laughs> we got to wrap this okay. up. Fine, exactly.
2: <laughs> I think we've all probably had two beers.
1: Yes, and I really have to use the restroom. <laughs> Same here, shit.
2: <laughs> we've all had two of these beers, and I think that we're just about done here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: this has been awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no one is going to listen to this. Yeah, yeah
0: no, they will. They will. Anyone that listens to this episode or any of our episodes, this we really
1: appreciate
0: be. you. We really do.
2: This you may guys be one awesome. of the most obscure movies that we've reviewed, though, so maybe there's a chance you that are people... are
1: welcome. <laughs> 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 Just right. not staring at Oliver hates me. <laughs> God, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm
0: signing off. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. You guys have a great one. Peace! Later, yeah. y'all. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud.
2: If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social
3: medias.
1: Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.